Hey man, just wrapped up an amazing podcast. Okay. Actually, we're not gonna do that. We gonna we gonna cut this shit. Okay, we are gonna cut this. Mike, we're you got me. It. You got me. I'm not. I'm not done. I'm tired of saying it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Look, this is a great episode with John Goodwin, man. We we talked about acting, uh, his restaurant business. Uh, you know, just growing up in in the theater and uh, how that translated into you know what he's been able to do acting and uh meeting all sorts of different actors how that's affected his life it's really it was a very entertaining episode i think it was a lot of fun getting to know him we talk about spokane uh we talk about all sorts of stuff please tune in uh let us know what you guys think about this episode man and uh follow john go uh check out his businesses lost boys garage and summit up on the south hill in spokane i love you guys Keep showing love to each other because the most important thing is that we're kind to one another because that's going to fulfill you and fulfill the other person. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. Yo, I'm just happy to be here. I challenge everybody that listens to this to get out of your shell and go do something new and fun. Happy to be here. Like they just slow motion. Do you see Zach trying to pretend like he doesn't watch cake sitting videos? Happy to happy to be here. There to exercise the demons. Wait, so your swan man is our, our swan man. delivery man that brought us bomb pops and chicken nuggets is there to perform an exorcism. This needs to be made into a short you film. You couldn't make this shit up. Yo, I'm just happy to be here. What is up, beautiful people of the world? My name is Exact Change, and I'm happy to be here today with my friend Cody Duncan and Perfect Cody. Yeah. And my guest, the wonderful John Goodwin. Howdy. Dude, yeah. this is awesome. I'm glad that this was so organic. You didn't recognize right, I didn't me. recognize you. And, and like we, exact change. Oh, okay, like yeah, a podcast. Yeah. Fuck, all right. Yeah, let's sure, run, let's, let's yeah. run it. Yeah. I was telling Brennan that you, like, I was like, John strikes me as a guy that would have a podcast. I, we, actually, it's funny. We've talked about the, the that possibility. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, he and I were going to get back together, and neither one of us has. So well, here we go. So look we'll at be this. Talking about it soon. I hope. So did you just like when I when you got sent the like location? Did it look familiar? Like oh, fuck, I've been here before. Because well, I literally I, that came through, and I didn't. I've been so busy, I didn't do anything with it. And then just, <laughs> just like getting ready to come here, I opened it up. I'm like. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I've been there. Because yeah. we're playing defense a lot of time. We're looking out the window. We're like, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to see him get out the car, and then I'm going to need yeah. to walk him around front. Like, you, you walk know. right up you to walk the right I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, well, no. it was open for another thing, so that was helpful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see. I, I don't think that I've seen you talk to you since since we used to work together man and yeah. uh i was just gonna oh, ask that how did you guys meet doing sale knocking on doors man no way knocking Holy on shit, doors that's crazy yeah. for a company we don't gotta you know say the name <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah we taught this kid to sell cable door to door so that's right. like, really this kid because i'm that old guy apparently. were you the manager or something I was yeah I was uh, well I was a trainer at that time and then I ended up being the sales manager yeah awesome yep. yeah I did a little bit of door knocking in my day I don't think I'll ever go back but. where did you know, what'd you do um same type of shit C- uh, cable and oh, I was cable yeah stuff like that back in the day it was one of those third party I'm I'm not even sure what the fuck I was selling. <laughs> 
you know, here in Spokane. Yeah, yeah. So like, you was, look vaguely familiar. I wonder if you work for me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've been around. Been you had around. met. I have a business. That here. was a way to meet a lot of people. It with, was. You know, especially when we, uh, we were in the contract days. Because I met you when we, I started working corporate at, um, you know, wherever. But I did like the, the fuck crazy, you know. Uh, contractor game yeah. 1099 running around you're hiring they'd be like fly down to salt lake city build a team leave like you know yeah. and it was like you would just meet people doing interviews get somebody on a team you'd have this team ragtag people That's out right, here you went to work for the other company didn't you so i went I, I worked for like all these other okay because yeah i i mean i met you when we i started working at american uh no oh at corporate uh, we met at corporate. Okay. At corporate, so yeah. 2015. Wow, that's yes. a couple days ago. Wow. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or 20, 2012. Uh, anywhere. Yeah, somewhere. and when I when I met John, it was like again this guy, amazing at sales. That I was like, I'm going to soak up game. He had, he was on a billboard. You would drive, oh, Lord, you would drive by. <laughs> Forgot about that. You would drive down the highway. He's on a billboard. That's how I met John. I was Dumb like, ass with a chunk of steak. That's not the yeah. steak. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. fuck! I swear, I remember that. <laughs> That's yeah, man. Funny. So, so yeah. Um, I kind of like for this. It's just like like Cody said. We just like to hang, man. I really like to 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 learn kind of from the beginning on up of uh, you know what got you started and interested in your crafts because you're a man of many hats. <laughs> that I am, you know, undiagnosed ADHD until I was like 36. So yeah, okay. Oh wow, done about a thousand things. Yeah, using it to your advantage. Before we start, to, my, oh. my wife was nice enough to buy us some bourbon. Uh, she, you can tell, no one here drinks bourbon. Because, Jim Beam Orange. <laughs> she got Jim Beam Orange. Mm, whiskey, but you know, bless, whiskey syrup. Bless, mm. yes, bless her heart. Um, would you like one? I would love that. That'd okay, absolutely. She says the drink is a little orange with the tonic water. Do you want it straight? I'll probably go straight and just there's, drop some ice into yep, it. Yep, there's ice in right. here. Okay. Maybe a little tonic. We'll see. With tonic okay. water or soda water? Uh, what is it? Tonic. 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 Interesting choice. Do you, right what do you, Zach, do you want tonic or you want straight? Just give me the drink. Me dude. too. Give, I me, just the, give me the drink. I'm, oh, I'll the, try the real it drink. Just give me the whatever the concoction. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah the slice the, I just want to see. The yeah. cocktail. Is yeah, the cocktail. So go ahead. I'll make these for you guys. So when did you like, because actor, freaking sales extravagante <laughs> good lord um restauranter yeah father yeah that's what those are this is straight from your bio is restaurant or actor father yeah which are three things that i'm super interested in diving into um but just being a salesperson we're both salespeople also so you know okay, i think right that that's another cool part so like when did it kind of start as far as um acting Mm -hmm. um, when did that kind of not acting, but when did you really get interested in cinema? Like what was kind of, you know, oh, man, um, first film I ever went to and I, we, I have a vague memory of it. I was a tiny little kid and it was, uh, Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, still one of my top five films of all time. I love that movie. Um, and from that point forward, you know, started getting into, um, Wait, this is Disney's cartoon Robin the Hood? with the oh, fox. And the, yeah, Robin yes. Hood and Little John. Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. Um, so that was, yeah, that, uh, that kind of started it. And then, you know, um, God, in junior high, 
the the Fall Guy was on TV. Well, that was actually earlier than that. But the Fall Guy, which was a, a show with the guy who played the six million. You guys are too damn young to know this. <laughs> this the guy that played the six million dollar man. Uh, uh, Lee Majors played a stuntman, okay, and, and actually, and sang the theme song to that one. So there's that. Um, <laughs> you might jump an open drawbridge. You might roll a brand new car. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. That I'm one. the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood such a star. Uh, he. Um, so what had, year was, was that? So that got me interested in stunts. That's like probably what 82, 83, okay, okay. 81, right in there, because I'm old. Um, and then uh, got interested when uh, Friday the Thirteenth came out, the original. Jason okay. and saw, you know, my first slasher movie and the blood and the, Oh, and so I got interested in makeup and how that worked. And, mm. you know, my brother and I ended up, I found, we, I got some uh, vampire blood from the store and we did a fake, Oh, my mom, my poor mom. Dude. <laughs> so she's a single mom. She, you know, she's, she's at the edge of her rope because she's got, you know, two, a, a preteen and a two preteen boys that are just pissed off at each other all the time. And my, uh, we, Brian and I decide that we're going to, okay, we're going to do this thing. So we do a fake fight, you know, we do a stunt fight, right? Where I take a swing at him and he, he does the clap of the hands and falls down. And well, we had the vampire blood. So he had blood on his his mouth and I had blood on my knuckles and we're being all cool. Literally heard whatever it was inside my mom's head snap. Oh man. She's like, she started just, she would go, Oh, she's going to kill us both. Cause she was probably like, Oh my God, it's happened. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah right. They're beating each other to a pulp. My poor mom just, you know, we, we, I think we caused a nervous breakdown. It was oh, horrible, no. but yeah, she, we ended up uh, doing that. So that, that was kind of where it started. Your mom with, wasn't fathoming freaking fake blood. She well, just she saw was blood a, and yeah. I'm standing over my brother and he's it, pounding him. She decided we were both going to die that day, but I, <laughs> but you know what? That's where you were like, you know, what maybe i'm pretty good at acting she bought this whole thing <laughs> she bought it and i'm on the floor laughing my butt off as she's you know swinging at us <laughs> but it, it ended up that kind of did it and then uh from there getting into the monster makeup and all of that started high school and uh, uh under karen brathoft who was a teacher at ferris and then ended up retiring out of mead um incredible drama teacher and and taught you know the the passion and the craft and the, and the how to do how to, how to create a character. And mm-hmm. then we had professionals come in. I mean, as a freshman in high school, I got to do a scene uh, from Shakespeare with Craig T. Nelson, who was coach. If you ever oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Um, I got to do a Shakespeare scene with him on stage at, at Intaf. It was, you know, and I got bit and then I ended up going to Cornish College of the Arts and I've been doing so it this, ever this, since. Wow. First, first, but it was like, uh, how close are you and your brother in age? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, I'm the oldest. And so that's kind of like so the, the slasher stuff. That's when like the kind of your brain started moving towards like really like how does this work? How, yeah, exactly. How, uh, yeah. You know, how, how do you make a, you know, how does how does Kevin Bacon get a freaking, you know, what is it? A knife that comes up through him in that bed and that in, is that Halloween or is that anyway, one of those, yeah, you know, yeah, watching yeah. the somebody get decapitated. How do they do that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and back then you could you could only get it in magazines. So I had. You know, there was, uh, what was it, Fangoria, I think you could get. And there were a couple other magazines that showed, how, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's how you'd figure out how to pull that off. Right, right. Yeah, oh. learn, learn to do. And then, you know, like a same thing with the, the festivals in, in early in high school. A gal uh, who did uh, stage makeup and special effects makeup came in and taught us some stuff. And, um, you know, learned to use uh, tissue, like uh, Kleenex and... Um, and liquid latex to make old wrinkly skin. 
Mm. And it, you look, like old look, you know, all these cool things that you got to learn to do. And then from there, getting on stage and making an audience laugh and hearing, you know, a hundred people laugh at, at what you're doing versus just laughing at you, which is, you know, I had a lot of that too, but, but so, yeah, uh, did you do, did you do comedy or improv or uh, I'm not, not a big improv guy. Oh, okay. I've never really been great at that. Um, oh, okay. I'm too oh. self, too self-conscious for that. Yeah. I think yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, did, did comedy, did musical theater and played, you know, a lot of the goofy characters and, and ended up just, you know, being, I ended up being a character actor. I mean, as big as I am, I, am, you know, it's all character stuff. My, yeah. Cool. I'm either playing, you know, a special needs guy or a cop is usually how it works out. <laughs> yeah. We saw so, the, a couple cops. I yeah. saw, I was, yeah, I saw <laughs> one of your roles as a cop. I was like, uh, talk to me a little bit about the, uh, like how, how it, easy it was for you to be on stage or like, you know, was that something that was intimidating at first or, you know, was that something that you just didn't even think about? It was, it was an escape. Um, I, uh, I, um, was a nerd. Uh, you know, I didn't realize, I mean, I, I was always big, but it was, you know, everybody called me fat my whole grow up, you know, growing up. I, mm -hmm. It didn't occur to me that I was bigger than, and, and, you know, more powerful than most people around me yeah. until like my senior year. And so it was always, you know, trying to just stay out of the way and all this. But mm -hmm. if I got on stage, I could be somebody else. Ah. And being so there's a, there's a quote that's actually from a movie that's, uh, and being who he wasn't could be who he wanted to be. I think is how it goes. And I can see where acting really mm -hmm. gives you a complete vessel for that. To that's be. just it. You can be somebody else. You can be anybody you want to be. And and it it and when you can convince a, an audience where they they stop thinking, oh, it's just some guy on stage, and they believe it's the character. That that's a huge. There's just this thing that happens, and it's it's pretty. Now in, in theater, awesome. it's like you have almost like that instant gratification. It's almost kind of. Um, what do you mean? Is that me? Oh, Sorry. that's you. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, that instant gratification, as far as like having an audience, mm -hmm. where it's like, and when you shoot a movie. Whole different thing, yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Like you, you don't. Can, although if we can make the crew laugh, you know you did good. Okay, right? that was, okay. That was, that was, <laughs> there we go. Know, when, when you've got the one guy over in the corner going, <laughs> yeah, 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 trying not to. And then be you're heard. just like, oh yeah, this okay, is good. good. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, that one works. And that's probably yeah. got to be almost better too, right? Because the people that show up at the theater may be more willing to kind of enjoy, where the crew is probably trying to just be like, no, I'm not going to laugh the at anything. The crew's just used to it. They've been doing it for so long. Usually, so if you make they, them laugh, you're like, ooh, that's why. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's something. Nice. You know. Yeah, because I know that that's. Uh, so so basically, it wasn't really nerve nerves or anything crazy. Like as far as a fear of like performing in front of people, it's like your ADHD mixed with right. being able to be a character. And that's the thing is that you know I, I was uncomfortable being me in front of people. So being somebody else, oh, well, that was easy. You know. So that must be so is that where a lot where a lot of that passion got you know kicked in where you could really have this room to be able to yeah yeah to do anything and to, to grow and then you know when everything from making somebody laugh, which is like the biggest compliment there is, as long as that's what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. um, to, you know, uh, playing these intense roles and, and, and hearing the room go silent because you, you did something. I, I just, um, I, I, wa I rewatched a, uh, a play that we did back in uh, 2011 uh, called The Boys Next Door, mm -hmm. which is about four developmentally disabled guys and the guy that is their kind of caretaker in an apartment. And I played uh, a profoundly um, autistic, uh, developmentally disabled guy. Mm -hmm. And um, in the middle of the show, 
you know, he's, he's walking around being himself and he has to testify before the state Senate to try to let them know that he can't live on his own kind of a thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of that, you know, they trot him out kind of a deal. And the way it's written is he's being um, just him. And then the lights change and he stands up and he talks to the audience. I am Lucian Percival Smith. I am trapped inside this cage, but I will not go away. It's this whole speech. That's just this awesome, basically telling you, you know, I will not go away because if I go away, you won't know, you won't remember how close you might be to this. You won't or or how you might end up this way. Right. And being able to be in that room where they're laughing and I'm being silly because of my Spider-Man tie and all this, that, and the other, and then bam, standing up and changing and doing this speech and hearing kind of just the air come out of the room and nobody moves and it's just still. It's the, it, it's the coolest feeling in the world. Well, it's, it's like when you get a laugh, it's nice. like it's like a verbal thing. So it's kind of wild to kind of feel that same kind of energy, like a, like this is working when it's like yeah. zero, like exactly off yeah. of a feeling. And it, and what it is is that you're sharing that that audience is they they give you energy, you give to them, and they give back. Is kind of how that goes, and you know, because, you know, people are always shuffling in their seats and moving, you know, like right now I'm talking on the mic, mm-hmm. but I'm trying not to breathe through my nose into the microphone and I'm aware of my breathing and all <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Um, which I hope I'm not breathing no, too do much. It, in please. There. Just, <laughs> I, yeah. it goes in. Um, <laughs> um, but to have, you know, people are always, you know, shuffling and moving and you hear water bottles and whatever else. And to have that room get so still that the only thing you might hear is maybe the fan in the in the heating system it's just surreal it's the craziest yeah, you're only thing. hearing things that aren't living you know and, and I mean? then there's like, the whole egomaniac part where you're on the stage and it happens and that little voice inside your head's going oh i got them oh these people are uh, mine you know and then that's kind of a that's a crazy sense of power that you have to be careful with but yeah you know and then if it goes wrong and you screw it up oh god that's all horrible but yeah it's it's a it, it's a way to go through every piece of yourself and every piece of emotion and every piece of of excitement and not excitement and everything it's just it's it's a blast that's cool you're yeah. selling me on trying to get on stage <laughs> i'm like i want that silence i want yeah. the laughter yeah. Like, yeah sorry if i'm going to feel no that should be terrifying to me yeah. to be able to like get up and do and do something like that is, you'd is, be scared of that type i'd be of? so scared <laughs> yeah but i just don't know i don't it's not my field it's just definitely when you not when you're not yeah, but right now you're sitting in front of a microphone talking to anywhere from 10 to a, a million people. Who knows? It seems like right. no big deal because it's just us. Yeah, yeah that's right? true. And maybe, is that, maybe that's why I was thinking like what, what like a movie would be like maybe a little easier than doing like a play or something like Broadway or something maybe because you... It, it is and it isn't. I mean, it is because if you screw up, you just do it again. Mm. Oh, okay. on stage, something goes wrong. You got to fix it right you there. Right? Because like, yeah, I mean, it's you know, you're without a net, you know, and that's that's scary. That's the scary part. Yeah, and to me, that's the stuff where I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, let, the let, best let, part. that's that's the addiction, man. That's like, oh shit, went wrong. Let's let's yeah, play. I'm Here we playing go. on the edge, yeah, right, yeah. right, the edge. If you can do it where the audience doesn't know you screwed up, it's genius. So what would you say? Would you say that that is like your? That's definitely your like preferred as far as like. Um, oh, that's yeah, that's my. That's my addiction, man. I, you know, if I if I didn't need money, that's all I'd do. Because you get that from like like a stand up comedian, basically, or something like that. Uh, uh, but then with drama and things like that. But like how it's you just get fed from the crowd, and yeah. you know they're telling you if it's gr- if you know. Yeah, yeah. Theater, you know, theater and movies. Um, 
movies are a whole different animal in that in that you get to do this thing and it and it gets shaped and it looks different and it's you know the lighting changes everything and 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 depending on you know you you do it five different ways and then the editor puts it together and makes it this other thing that's the just incredible yeah, yeah that's incredible right that's so how the best does it work with that like you shoot a scene and then like you know you shoot it all these different ways and then when do you get to see the scene like when the movie comes out or do you get like yeah yeah as an like as an as an actor you know in a, in a professional situation mm-hmm. um i won't so like right now um i think that's i think they're showing it at can or they did just show it at can uh we did the movie Dreamin' Wild, which yeah. is almost what two years ago now, two and a half years ago now, twenty two, right? Yeah, and uh, that is set for release. I think August fourth. Yeah, so and, and I know that there was there was a screening in Seattle. I heard, and there's been just a couple screenings uh, for you know private or or, or um, competitions, but it, it's supposed to go live somewhere on August fourth. So I won't have seen anything from it so until you then. Just shot the shots. Mm-hmm. You you and. You shoot these different ways, and you don't know exactly what that cinematography is going to look like. Right, like how exactly. those scenes are going to look. Yeah, and in this case, Damn. from that movie, the only thing I have seen is there's one publicity still of Casey Affleck and Zoe Deschanel that's out. That's, on, that's kind of the one you see anytime you see anything online. Mm-hmm. And then I have some some pictures that that uh, or I've seen. I don't have. Yeah. I don't have those. Yeah. I have some pictures, or saw, I've seen some pictures that um, are of editing and some just some little stuff where i know that i'm at least in you're like in i'm the in scene. there i'm like oh, okay i'm on the camera there <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so um, damn but it seems like uh boone the, the the one they did a few years back i yep. got to, i got a role in boone as uh it was called it was on my trailer it was the man <laughs> that's right that's right the man <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty cool ended up as man in diner on in the credits um but i was completely cut out of that and i went oh. so far as because it, it ended up being released uh streaming and so i bought it and then you weren't in it. I'm not in it. Yeah. And there's a whole scene between myself and Neil McDonough and uh, a buddy of mine's wife who played the waitress and she has one shot, but there's a whole scene where she and I went back and forth and Neil McDonough and I were exchanging looks and, and it was a, this kind of cool thing and it just didn't fit for whatever reason. And they yeah. cut it. Do so, you yeah. take like, Damn. do you at all? Are you like taking offense? Like, are you like oh, heartbroken? No, no. Like, I mean, okay. well, sure. You know, I'd love to yeah, be on the like, screen. I want to be McDonough. in the screen, yeah, but I you mean, got you credit. Know. At least. Uh, yeah, I've got credit. So yeah, because you credit. at least showed up and yeah. Right, huh. and and if it makes any money, I get paid for it, and that's good. So you know, that's you part go. of being. Yeah. And what there was hmm. another one. What was the other one you did in twenty twenty one? Three. Three busy Debras. Three busy Debras. Yeah, saw that's that. that's okay. That have you watched that? I haven't watched that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's uh, so that's a uh, a TV show that is um, that was uh, Comedy Central. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's an Adult Swim show. And they did two seasons of it. I was in the first episode, <laughs> and I was. I, it, it was my. It was myself and, and a comedian, Harry J. Riley. You know Harry by chance? Wait, uh-huh. he's Spokane guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Harry and I are you know of similar build, and so we were two cops that were you know kind of bookends <laughs> in the thing. Right. So it was kind of funny, awesome. and it's just the silliest show. Because I was cop too, right there. I yeah, saw right, it. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, cop. yeah. He got number one. I got number two because he got hired first. Oh, it's like, oh come on, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm cop number one. You see this hair? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, a very, very interesting story for Dreamin' Wild, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, such a cool uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about it? Because you're going to be able to tell it better than I'm going to act like I actually know the real story. Um, or I, at least what you know. I well, just what I know, like I know. So, I've known, I've known, um, um, wow, my brain. The, the guys? Emerson? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Donnie and, and Nancy Emerson, I've known for years. 
Uh, they, you know, gigged around here and they're just, they're sweet folks. I've oh, known wow. them forever. Um, he and his brother back in 76, 76, 77, 70 something there. They lived out in Fruitland up near Hunter's and, uh, their dad built them a, a sound studio mm. in an outbuilding on their farm. And they recorded this album called Dreamin' Wild. And I don't know if you've seen, you've seen the cover. It's it's two like yeah. Elvis jumpsuits. It's like about as disco as it gets. The feather black hair. We'll throw it up for you guys. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. Uh, and they um, they did this album, and and Donnie re, I think he remastered it in like 2015 or something like that, if I remember correctly. That's what you were saying. Is that saying, right? I, well, I, what I was saying is that like you know like you build something back in the day, and it's like maybe people might want to hear this nowadays. You know, uh, you know that's the thing. I think what it was is that he it was streaming somewhere, and some I'm trying to remember. There was a, I think there was a, an influencer online that that started talking about it or I was going to say something happened right yeah. that brought it yeah. into popularity and then, and then yeah and, someone and, used it for a TikTok well dance yeah and then you know Jimmy I think Jimmy Fallon mentioned it on some interview and um <laughs> wow who else was it yeah a couple of real famous people and then I think it ended up getting used uh, the song is called Baby and I think it gets used in like a Handmaid's Tale in oh. the soundtrack and some stuff like that I mean it's gotten some traction and then during COVID I guess um, there was an article in I don't remember which newspaper, the New York, I think, mm-hmm. New York Times or New York, something like that. Something um, big. Yeah, something big that talked about this album and how it how it's working and uh <laughs> From the seventies. So it went full viral and blew up and then <laughs> some guy crazy. wrote uh, I don't even know I don't remember who it was, but I think it was somebody that knew Donnie and Joe, his brother Joe. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, wrote a screenplay about it and ended up with this this is their life and their journey and <laughs> dude what a fucking crazy like leap of faith i feel like yeah to just write a screenplay and just be like oh you know i well, don't know and it, yeah and it got picked up and um they got you know got it, started getting it made and uh, i mean the, the the cool part was is the the scenes i got to do uh were up in hunters at at his at donnie's brother's bar the hunter's bar mm-hmm. is owned by an emerson oh dude and awesome. they're great just great big catholic family just wonderful folks and uh you know, Joe was there and their dad, and, and and it was the coolest thing. I got to be there the day when, you know, there's there's Donnie sitting next to Casey Affleck at the keyboard, working through Baby, <laughs> and and Zoe's there talking to Nancy, and, and and the two of them are. Ch- it was just and Bo Bridges is sitting and chatting with the dad and the mom, and he's playing the dad, and it was it was a crazy dude. That's cool. Like you know, that's a neat thing to have in your head you know that's the thing is I, I, I've always joked that I'm never going to be the guy but I've had a real privilege of being around a lot of this stuff and oh. seeing a lot of the things you know dude that's I've got still some kind of fun stories that's for that still stuff. pulling you up too and making you better when you're around those type of oh those type of people yeah, you know learning to do learning what to do and in some cases what not to do depending on and how to work working in with. this business it's probably a crazy business too like yeah. just in general like yeah it's not your run-of-the-mill career no, by any means. No, but. hence all the other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. But I mean, I think it's so cool that they that that's something coming out of Washington too. Fruitland. What did you say? Hunters. So Hunters and Fruitland, Washington. Yeah, they're up on uh, Lake Roosevelt, kind of by. Damn. Oh wow. Middle of nowhere. North of Davenport. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. 
Wow. It's just so crazy, dude. Little old Washington and in the seventies, and then it just become it just somehow yeah. some record out of all the thirty years later of albums. This. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much music. It's almost like there's so much music today that people are like, let's get back to the set. Let's find something else. Let's like let's find something old and bring right. it in new. Well, and if you play the song, if you hear it, it sound that's part of why I think it hit is it and you know most of the album's very disco of the time, kind of mm -hmm. groovy, you know. But this thing sounds like it, it would be an alternative hit today. It's this mellow kind of, I don't know, like, I don't want to say flame and lips, but kind of that genre-esque. Mm -hmm. so it's got this groove, blue-eyed soul kind of feel to it that's cool. Dude, it's that pretty is, cool, yeah. That was kind of hypnotic. I know. Yeah. I want to listen to that one now so I can hear. I wonder if I've heard it. It's crazy what the internet can do to... You know, I mean, yeah. whether you're a you're a brand new person on the internet with a talent that could blow up, or you're a song that's freaking forty years old, or, you, know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you could just yeah. you could just all of a sudden be whoa, like so that's that's got to be super cool for the family too, for them to just be like, oh shit, like yeah, I think so. Wait, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we we just created that on yeah. our farm. Well, and, and then and then Donnie got to write music for the movie. New music oh. for the movie, so that was kind of cool. So yeah. was the was the was the project you may or may for not Donnie know this, and Nancy, I should say. About was them. the project back in the day? Was it like unmarketed? Was it like not marketed well, or like did it go? Did it like get picked up like in the seventies? I don't think so. I think yeah. it was just this. It was just he made it. And they just, just paid, they probably put they just it. paid to make some vinyl back then. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, is what course. happened. Yeah, because there's no know, internet. Way like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You go down to like the local bar and you're just like, I made this, and that's well, all and, you get. And they might have gotten some play. I don't know. I should probably ask Donnie and, and Donnie or, or Nancy if you guys hear this did you guys get on like KJRB back when KJRB was or, oh, or Prem okay. FM back in the day when they were the big you know stations with all this music they might have come in and talked you know some DJ into playing it I, I don't know how the music how would that whole just process has changed from you know what you press records or something and you, and you go to a and you're just like knocking on a door right, and like trying to right. hey i'm trying to get in there and you know and you getting know, in there and getting somebody's you know, hands on it you're your hand you're handing the, the the dj you know a couple of joints and a like yeah buttering them up a little bit buttering them up and then it's yeah. like now it's like oh i dm'd them yeah send an mp3 and i like, dm yeah. dr dre bro you yeah. know it's send just my it's all deck. Good. yeah like it's just crazy like how how the whole how internet has changed everything who would have thought that this one thing would just come and fucking just completely change everything in our brains and our society and yeah. everything that that it's that it's done to us good to know it's got some good that it does there's some good <laughs> yeah it's a yin and yang yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely a yin and yang mm -hmm. um one thing that i'm super interested because uh we got a lot more to talk about than acting but one thing that i'm really interested on the acting front is uh how you kind of um you know when you get a character Mm -hmm. And then how you kind of tap into that character. How do you study that character? How you, oh, that, that part of it, like becoming the character, like in your mind, you know, cause you got the method, you got all these different, all ways, the different ways where people, you know, how do, how does that work with you when you, when, you know, you get a role and, and then you're going to become you change from John Goodwin to, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the best one ever is the, the, the far side where it's acting one-on-one and he writes on the chalkboard, pretend. <laughs> you know, and that's what it is. Pretty much what it is. Um, you know, I mean, as far as, um, you know, how to approach a role, uh, what you're got, whatever you're doing or going to do is in the text. Mm -hmm. So whatever that script says about you, what other people say about you in the script, 
if you're of that, you know, uh, like for example, my character in Dream and Wild. It's a little one page. I'm the town, you know, ding dong that comes in and gives him a hard time about not being around. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is. Okay. And, you know, I, because I, I, there's a lot of the people in, that are portrayed in the film that were real people. And I, I don't know that mine was. Okay. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. But he, you know, he's just this kind of obnoxious guy. And so it's okay. Well, I, I've known, you know, or I've been, I guess, some would argue, you know, <laughs> that, that obnoxious drunk, right? Yeah. Um, okay, lots would argue, but still. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I've seen people act that way. I know how they act. I've been, you know, that way. So, okay, what's that look like? What's that feel like? How do you just be that? Yeah. You so know? you almost like you can draw pro, like like music. I, how I'm thinking of it is like, and you can draw from something that you know, somebody that you've known, right, a, a right, you, right. a piece of you, or an old you. Right. There you go. And that's the thing. You know, it, it's you know, it's that's part of the thing about being an actor is you know, there are times in my life I've been a complete asshole. Yeah. I mean, I mean just we all. Well, you, you remember anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I you know even though that's something I may be ashamed of or, or wish I wouldn't have done or whatever, I can still go back and go, okay, I remember kind of how that felt mm-hmm. or how, how I made that, how I, you know, how I engaged my brain to make that happen. Yeah. And you can just redo that. Um, or if it's something that's, you know, unfamiliar to you, like, I don't know anything about being a developmentally disabled guy, for example, we were talking okay. about the play. Yeah. Um, but I worked with developmentally disabled guys in my early twenties. Okay. And so I literally, there were two different guys that I remembered that had very particular ways of doing things, of moving, of of, of moving their heads and their hands mm-hmm. and, and stuff, and 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 I I walked and tried to move like they did, and my mm-hmm. voice changed, and my you know just it, it, there's lots of try to do it from the inside out for me, you mm-hmm. know I, I need to feel it in order for it because that way I get consistent because if I'm just trying to come up with like a voice, I'll never remember what I did last time, mm. but if I know how oh. it feels, there we go, that I can lock into and go with right. Uh, matter of fact, in that play wow. I talked about, I ended up, well, I called it my Lucian bump. And at the time I was lucky enough to be dating a, a, um, a, a massage therapist because I ended up with this spot between my shoulder blades that just locked up because of the way I was walking. And oh, I was shit. in a lot of pain and she was able to work that out toward the end oh, of the run. Wow. So, yeah. But that's like a real, like you becoming, you know, yeah. how, how long did it, does it take you to kind of tap into something like that? Is it just like a, a short amount of time or does it take a while? Like a role like that, I guess that's a good example because it's something that's, um, probably like far removed from, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plays, plays you usually have, you know, uh, at least a month or two to, to, to work on them. Right. Okay. Um, and normally, you know, you start finding what you're doing in most roles, you know, within the first couple of weeks and okay. And yet, but you're always finding little stuff. I mean, all the way through the performances, you're still finding little pieces of stuff that you can use and little, little discoveries. And that's, that's part of what's fun too, is that it's, you're doing it different every night. God, that's fun. That things, sounds... Right. But like Lucian, for example, the character was written as a black man and there just wasn't anybody that showed up that, that, you know, we, we were in Spokane in 2011. There weren't a lot of black actors and there weren't a lot, there weren't any that were available for that one. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, the director's kind of stuck. And I went, Nate, well, what if, you know, what, and actually it was <laughs> David Geigler, God love him. God rest his soul, uh, suggested me for the role. And it took until, God, a week and a half before we opened, before we really found his rhythm, before we really found, and it was myself and the director working real hard on the physicality and, the, mm. and just trying to find the soul of this guy, right? Dude. And finally it was there, yeah. I mean, it's cool that they, that it's, it's I mean, it's, it's important. That's like the most, 
you know, you see it's this is something that has always blew my mind about movies <clears throat> is that when you watch a movie, you can tell if it's cheesy or if it's well done, like almost immediately. Right. Yeah. Like you, you can see if it's like if it's like low budget or if it's like opening scene, it just doesn't it just or if it feels like a oh, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Someone silence I swore it. that was going to be me. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you watch a film, you can really tell, like, with the feeling. Um, like, you can tell, like, when you watch a like a movie is like when you're a viewer, you're putting yourself in the seat of the person who's like, I'm going to watch a movie with my family tonight. Right. Remember back in the day, you're like, I'm going to rent a movie. Yeah, it was such rent a one. bigger yeah. deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, big time. Because you, you get, you, yeah. may, you couldn't miss. No. You brought a bad movie home. It's like, oh, fuck, now what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. We got 20 minutes into this shit and we can't do it. But. You know, it was, it's crazy. Like you can see, you can tell if it's just like the acting's poor, if the chemistry's poor, right, if maybe right. that the character wasn't worked on, maybe the director wasn't work, like really working to create that real authentic chemistry yeah, yeah. with the camera and the character. Right. Um, and it's so visual. That's what's crazy. I feel like if people think, oh, I'm gonna cut this corner and you know, it's okay. And then it's like, it's so visible. Where it's like when I hear that it's like, you know, you're you're working to get that everything worked out to where it feels good. Yeah. That's when, you know, because that's where tra that translation of I mean, just being a director would be fucking hard as hell, dude. Like, oh, yeah, it's to put something together that feels and then yeah. you have to be betting that like the audience because it's not it's like being on on stage and being able to test it out and be like, ooh, that, OK, right. You you have to trust your so much. So, um. I haven't, I haven't done uh, much in the way of, of directing. I've you know, helped do a lot of things, but mm -hmm. uh, my buddy Dave Kotlin, uh, his Boson Films here in town. By the way, if anybody needs somebody brilliant, Dave Kotlin is a stud. Um, he writes, he directs, he, he actually can act. He doesn't like to admit it, but he's a hell of an actor. Uh, and uh, he um, uh, 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 writes, directs. Um, my brain just totally lost. Edits. He's an editor as well. And oh, wow. that's the thing. The editor is like the magic person. They take what everybody else has created and go, no, really, here's something. And it's mm. like, holy crap, how did that work, right? Is that like where a lot of that movie magic comes Absolutely. from? Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, you know, the the director gets all the credit. The editor does all the real work is, is always the kind of the, the joke. And mm. don't anybody kill me for that one, please. <laughs> no, uh, but it really is. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like the song. lead singer gets the fucking credit and the, nobody's fucking, right. you know, that guy. <laughs> the drummer's back there like, motherfucker, I'm keeping the beat. <laughs> or it's like, yeah. this, this song would be shit without this saxophone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you right. know that solo. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll play twice as much sax <laughs> the as band you are singing. Is, the bass player is always getting fun. I mean, think screwed. about it. The whole movie Lost Boys wouldn't be the same without that sax player, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh what do you love in what have you been loving lately movie wise are you a big movie buff as far um, as like watching movies or i am and, and my problem is that i watch so damn many that i i'm like uh oh there was that one about the thing with the stuff and the, uh, you know yeah. is there anything that stood um, out in your mind like what what's a what's a good genre for you like what do you i like the espionage movies espionage movies and the uh heist movies those are Ooh, fun for me oh, okay right you know with you. um I went back and watched uh, the Italian Job Fucking again, and, and, bo and, and both versions. Yeah, yeah. Wait, if you've, yeah. Oh yeah, if you've never seen the Michael Caine version, you're missing out. That no. was the original. It's genius. Is this like? Oh, it was is it like, older? Yeah. It well, like, yeah. It's from uh, what seventy something, oh, early seventies, I think. God, we're fucking yeah. brand new. I love yeah, that. And, <laughs> and, and, and arguably, you go back and watch that, and you go. 
Oh, because the new one's good in a new way. The old one's like, oh, that's a freaking classic. That Dude, is they're awesome. probably going to make it again. It's fucking, god damn it. Yeah. You're going to see Italian Job 2023. I'm going to be like, fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, or you take something like, um, do you remember the one, uh, Enemy of the State? Oh, my God. Will okay. Smith, right? Do you know that's a sequel? No. The first one was called The Conversation. Gene Hackman's character, and the conversation is a classic. It is a, so Gene Hackman's character in uh, Enemy of the State, mm-hmm. the old CIA dude that's yeah. all paranoid. Yeah. The reason he is, is the first movie, The Conversation. It's intense. So is it a sequel that's or awesome. it's a remake? Oh it's a sequel. And Brendan's over here in real time. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's like Francis Ford Coppola. And I was like, why didn't why would why wouldn't why didn't they tell us? Yeah. Oh, the conversation you didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. Oh wow, man. Yeah, yeah. that was like right when I was getting on. in the film. Like I was just like, I was more excited about Will Smith. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's funny because all my friends that have been to three different film schools, it, it's amazing the films that they have seen and the films that they haven't seen, depending on their teacher's preferences. Because mm. you know, I mean, it's a teacher. He's teaching you, or he or she's teaching you. What they know, right? Mm-hmm. And if they have a blind spot, you know, it's the kids. Yeah, know, yeah. Right. The students do. Um, like me, Casablanca is probably well. Hell, that's my. I mean, there's my screensaver. You know, on my phone. Yeah. Is, so is that's Bogart. Is that sick? Fifties? Huh. Nineteen thirty. Thirties. Eight. Damn. Hmm. Casablanca. Thirty-eight. I've never seen it, so that's that's a fire movie or what? Oh, oh my God, yes. Oh, see, because yeah. anytime something's in black and white, I get immediately discouraged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless it's wow. a wonderful life. Wow, man. 19, 1942. Wow. 42, 42. He said, yeah. wow, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to be honest. Like, no, I, But that too. doesn't mean that it's not good or, or that I'm not even going to like it. It's just that something in my brain is like, oh, that's too old. Oh, yeah, no, well, no, and that's uh, arguably, you know, anybody under the age of about, well, sh- Honestly, my, I mean, I'm, I'm in my early fifties and that's even people my age, getting them to watch black and white movies is, is a difficult thing. Yeah. And until you start getting into them and then it's like, Oh God. Cause the, uh, one of the best things I heard, it was, I uh, was listening to a podcast um, about movies the other day. And, and one of the comments was the beauty of black and white is that you then focus on the characters and the people and what they're saying. You're not distracted by the pretty. And that I was like, sense. oh, that's kind of cool, you know. That was cool. I feel like a lot of like, especially in like the action and the CGI, like a lot of the, like, I feel like sometimes they're just like, we don't even, you know, the acting can be whatever. Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. just going to blow, blow something shit up. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to have aliens yeah. falling from the yeah, sky. Yeah, car chase in this part. So I really appreciate a good on-screen chemistry. And but, like, yeah, but then you go back to a movie like, so I just watched this the other night again, The Departed. <sighs> and that... Beginning to end, Dude, those characters are carrying class. Stuff. That's that is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That genius. was that is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Right there, The Departed, Leo, uh, and fucking. Matt Damon. But who's the or old no, dude? Uh, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Old dude, right? Fucking uh, Nicholson, is he not there? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go back and watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, do it. Leo. And you're going to be amazed to be like, you recognize almost everybody in the movie. Oh, that's yeah, right. There's so many. Him. What was the other one, dude? What's the one where the reality flips upside down and shit? Uh, oh, uh, Inception. Uh, Inception, dude, yeah. That one was fire, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, another one, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, one of my favorites is About Time. And it's uh, mm, I I kind of a, a British film about uh, a family, and the men in the family all have the ability to go back in time. Wait, and this but is the, so what, what year is they, this? Is this recent? That was or? I don't know, probably ten years old. Oh, okay, right in there. It's uh, Rachel McAdams and 
I'm never going to remember him. Domhel Gleason. Okay. It's, it's uh, Domhel is like, um, he was in Ex Machina. Like he was the, okay. he was the opposite of, um, gosh, what? I can't think of it. Oscar Isaac and uh, Ex Machina. Dude, I If you haven't seen Ex Machina, you see that. Yeah, yeah, Ex Machina is a great yeah, movie too. I yeah. fucking <laughs> love that movie. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and Bill, is it Nye? How do, N-I-G-H-Y. Oh, yeah. And he's, yeah, the guy from, uh, the, the old rock and roll singer from, uh, from Love Actually. Is his oh, dad? Okay, and okay. It, the dad tells him, and it's it's. I mean, it's you know, it's a, it, you want a date movie? That's a date movie, but man, it's a good date movie. That's yeah. Cool. Wait, yeah. which one we're talking about again? Uh, uh, about time. About time. See, about I'm saying time. you fly me around, love actually. Yeah, me all over the place. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait, where are we at? I'm on Ex Machina still. Like, <laughs> welcome yeah. to ADHD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, the whole room is full of that. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Black Mirror? I started watching a, a few episodes. That's of like it. a that's like an ex machina TV series, like yeah. just a yeah. But it's a trip on how it's like a, a TV show, like basically based on like how Reality. technology is going to fucking just ruin us, fucking hit like because they too. just take technology and exaggerate <laughs> it to like the levels where we've all thought yeah. where you strap something to your face and people are just on the couch and they just live there in their <laughs> Sims world and they're like, I got a million dollars, you know, yeah. right on. or anything, but. Um, did you see? Uh, what about horror? Do you watch like a lot? Do you I, like a lot of horror? Or I, I, I like I love horror. I just haven't had anybody to sit down and watch it with. And horror is no fun when you're by yourself. No, and it's, it's not as much fun. As it's it's hard to find a, like a horror. I feel like is the genre one of the genres that's hardest to execute. I feel yeah. like because so many of them are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't. It's hard to scare an audience. It's hard to have new things that are really going to creep you out. One one that I just watched was Barbarian. I haven't seen that. <laughs> you should watch it, dude. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like the first 45 minutes of the movie, you just, you know, you just watch in a regular movie. And you don't, and the whole thing that they do, I feel like that they have to do now is you just don't know what's going to happen. And that's why when mm. I go into any kind of thriller, any kind of like horror movie, I don't want to see any trailers. I want oh, the same way. Zero yeah. trailers. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know. They give yeah. you way too much in the trailer. I know. That's yeah. That's our world now, where you know all the best parts are in the trailer. And like, so, oh, come on, that's right. it, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just, I, I have to like not. Know, I have to just. I'll look at the Rotten Tomato score, and I'll be like, oh, okay, so it's a good movie. Now I don't want to know anything about it. I just want yeah. to go experience and learn as I'm watching it. And I feel like yeah. trailers have ruined movies in a way. Yeah. You know, because they do, especially how they've developed into um, yeah, giving you all the best. Because it just keeps going. Even like the first 15, 20 seconds of the trailer should just be the trailer. Right. But then they just it. keep going. Keep going, 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 going. Yeah. And they're just like, no, I just saw it. You just, that's a summary. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a, that's a, <laughs> oh, God. That's a summary. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, there we go. There you yeah. go. Let's go. Something to watch, okay? There go, you go. Go out there and, and, and watch some film, man. You, there's the writers. How do you feel about the writers? Uh, the writer strike, they've got, they've got a good squawk. I mean, the, we've got between, um, and that's the thing. I, I, I wouldn't, let's just say I don't think this is the end of it. Um, I think the writers have a good gripe. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to go too far on that. Yeah. But, but uh I don't think what they're asking is ridiculous. And, you know, part of what they're dealing with is with the advancement of AI, you know. Uh, so that, is that writing scripts? It It's getting to where it can. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Whoa. Did you guys yeah. see the AI guy? Like, I, there's some dude on, like, 
my girl was watching fucking, I don't know, Good Morning America or some one of those things, right? And this dude from Google or somebody was on there talking about how he was like, oh, dude, it's got to shut it down. You got to scale yeah, it back. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, you know, we're, we're all waiting for them to become, you know, self-aware. That's and, what he was saying. He was like, Skynet it's just not and, like if it's when and like, yeah. you know, the AI is going to shut this episode down. They're going to be, yeah, <laughs> don't, right. talk, don't talk about us. Yes. No, oh, that's, man. yeah, that's freaky, man. Um, let's pivot a bit out, out of the, um, the, the movie world and, okay. and a little bit into, um, you know, how, how you developed, uh, into the restauranter, I guess you could say <laughs> that you are. I, I, I literally, you didn't, you didn't own a restaurant when I met you. No, no, so that was, uh, I, I, I tripped and fell into it quite frankly. I've been, you know, I've been. As an actor, I've been a bartender bouncer since, you know, what, 1995, you know, on and off here and there doing as a second or third job or whatever. You know, I've been working, arguably I've been working two or three jobs since I was like 16 years old. So wow. that's, you know, just the way it works. Uh, ADHD, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in, uh, so my my high school best friend, um, Kevin Pereira, freaking stud of a man, uh he and we had started kind of talking a long time back about, you know, maybe opening a, a pizza place or a bar or something like that. Right. And in 2015, working for the cable company and having, you know, for the first time in my life, a, a little bit of a stability. And, yeah. and uh, he had, uh, you know, the same, he'd, he'd done well. And we were at the same, we were at a place where it made sense to at least maybe try and Dude, uh, hell yeah, I was living up north, uh, up near uh, Upper Glen Eden, and I happened to drive down Wall and looked at the old Rich's Transmission, which is then had become a stop and go burger. Okay, and went, it's for lease. Called him up. Hey, what do you think about this? We get the appointment. We take a look at it, and it it'll be uh, it's eight years ago, right about now. Well, it was 2015 that we we actually opened. The Damn. Of, we opened in July. We started working on it in you know April May. Lost Boys Garage. Lost Boys Garage, Bar and Grill, up on the wall just north of Francis. Um, and we've been doing it. It's done, it's done well. It's, it's done, you know, fairly well. For, for, we're very, very fortunate. We got, we got very lucky. Um, we had started working with, uh, had started using Uber Eats and, and whatever else, uh, the, the, delivery, the online delivery services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when COVID started. I was going to say. I mean, and we were lucky enough we'd already set up. And so it was, we found it fairly... I don't know about easy, but we were able to pivot. I mean, it's they, good that you were forward thinking, uh, Kevin. And, uh, I'm I'm just I'm just the guy smiling. I mean, literally, you know, my thing is I'm I'm a big customer service nut. I believe in the, you know the Disney's level of of uh, treating customers, mm. uh, and I'm um, you know I'm a reasonably decent bartender. So some of that was a little bit helpful then, and we we got very fortunate in hiring good people. Um, and, but Kevin is the backbone of the thing. He is this, he's the brains behind the he's operation. He's the hardest working guy I've ever known in my life. And it like the guy just doesn't stop. Dude, that's awesome. And, and that's what awesome. it takes. That's just it. And, and, you know, I, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have succeeded if it was up so to how me. How did it start out? Was good. it just you guys or did you just, have, yeah, it was Kevin and I and, and, and uh, you know, um, just hired mostly couple. Kevin, you know, let, let's go 80, 20, you know, literally I'm not, yeah. I'm not being self-effacing. He, he does almost all of it. He runs the day to day. He does all of that. I'm an animal. He just, he just didn't want to be in front of people. That was the thing. He's like, I don't want to go out and talk to people. Just let me be and in the you're back. Like, no and problem. I'm like, Hey, it's one thing I know how to do. <laughs> like brought and, and, knock and, on someone's door. Then okay. To be honest, he brought me in just because I knew everybody or everybody knew me kind of a thing. I so think, it was a I good think. draw. It was a good, good draw and we were friends and, and yeah, so we've been working on that since then. And then, um, 
not quite a year ago. We, well, we opened not quite a year ago, but two and a half years ago now, we um, found ourselves in a situation where the old Lindemans building upon Grand at 13th was available and we were able to get into it. And um, took us, I don't know, a year and a half to get it up to where it needed to be to, to open. To open it up. And uh, we've been working real hard with the Summit Kitchen up there. So, Dude, hell yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, I always joke that it was, you know, the best and worst thing we ever did. So I really yeah. got to make my way up there. I, I go to Lost Boys all the time because I just, I live right off of like Queen and Wall. So okay. it's yeah, right like in that area. So it's just like right up, just right up. I, I just get Uber Eats and stuff from there. Right on. Yeah, well, I hope so. when you go in, they treat you well. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, and thank you. By the yeah, way. of course. Yeah, I know that you guys, um, do you, we're doing like live music there at some point. That we, was that earlier on, or do yeah. You guys... Well, on the patio, um, out on the patio, we, um, you know, we'll have we used to have jazz nights and that kind of thing. But we discovered that we didn't really draw any more people uh, on a regular basis. Okay, yeah. Than we do anyway, and and it takes up a couple tables and that kind of thing. So I was like, eh. So we'll do it every now and then for you know special occasions. That's cool. Just to do something different. But we're still and, and arguably we're still coming back from COVID. So people are are starting to be out more and and I think I think you know downtown I think we're back to normal more or less yes but you get out into the neighborhoods and then you know we're it, I after, think after summer, nine o'clock everybody kind of disappears I think summer yeah. too I think summer is gonna start this weather coming out like I feel like in Spokane man we kind of we in our shells yeah you know because we're not we're not sure yet it'll be 80 degrees we'll still be in a sweater like well I, mean, I don't trust it <laughs> I don't trust yeah. it well yeah. and, and we've always been kind of backwards uh compared to mo you know most bars uh, summer is their slow time and lost boys we got that big patio That's and so what it is. we you know we get we have a huge usually a huge happy hour and people hanging around to having the start. patio man and, and i feel like having a having a good place with a patio and all i can ever think about it is from a consumer standpoint because i love to fucking go places and buy good food and get good service and and we've been so fortunate with with our i mean our staff are awesome and, and and there's the thing the only reason that we're any good at all is our staff yeah mm -hmm. no our, for real our managers and our, and our and our cooks and our and our bartenders and i mean down to down to the dishwashers we've got dedicated people that mean that really mean to be doing the best job they possibly can we've been so lucky so i be, i feel like customer service is fucking huge mm -hmm. and yeah i just go places and I'm just like, this is the worst service. Like, you just try a little bit. Like, just, just give me a smile. I know yeah. that you hate your life. Well, and see, and that's the thing. So, like, <laughs> like anytime you walk in, you should, if you come into either Lost Boys or the Summit, you should hear, "Welcome to Lost Boys. Sit wherever you'd like." Or and I do get welcome that. Welcome to the Summit. Hang on, we'll have a place for you here in a minute. Or you know, because we're doing them two different ways. But you should hear, "Welcome to the Summit." When you or get noticed, when they know you're there, when it's like mm -hmm. you're not just. It's like, yeah, we'll get you a fucking table. Chill out. That's the thing. They they need they need to be excited that you're there. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the whole thing. Is that is that customer needs to feel like you got to greet them. Yes, and say hello and be happy it, that they're there. It sounds I, yes. so weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, it's it's funny. Rite Aid, of all the places, you go into a Rite Aid, welcome in. You okay. hear that? And it's <laughs> they like, like they got that. Like, okay, that's kind of cool. I, yeah, yeah, right on. You know, yeah. sometimes it's awkward because the guy's like hiding behind the counter and, and freaks you the hell out. But yeah, but he yeah. says it. But he says it. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's just it's just important. I mean, I think that uh, even if you just say it, and you don't mean it. You know, even if you're just like, I hate that you're here right now, but <laughs> yeah. welcome in. You know, like, like make me feel good, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and I would argue that if if you're feeling that way, you need to find a different job. Because yeah, yeah that, if you're, I mean, you know, if you had a rough day, sure, but because we've all been in definitely. 
definitely have those rough days. You yeah, know, when absolutely. you're in, when you're in customer service or in sales and you got to go be enthusiastic, but oh, you're not you feeling it in your soul you today. You got to fake it till you feel <laughs> it, man. That one's hard. Yeah. Fake it till that you feel it. Hard. Especially <laughs> if you're knocking on doors. If you're knocking right. on someone's door and, and you're just feeling like irritated yeah. today, but they're like, all right, go out. And you're just yeah. like... I'm already a doormat. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm already just like the plague to yeah. everybody in this beautiful neighborhood right That's now. Exactly. When you it. walk up to someone's door and you're knocking on the door and you see the whole family eating like you're like dinner oh, and you're just like yeah geez. you want to buy cable <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking shoot me yeah like, right. that's how you feel <laughs> but you're still knocking you'll get one single crazy old dude that's like you want to check out my porsche you're just like yeah. i guess we're in his garage now yeah. i hope i don't die i don't know i don't think i ever sent yeah no because we were working for corporate so no uh when i worked for the other company there was one house that was in in felony flats between uh, between uh, Maple and Ash, mm-hmm. uh, just let's just say just north of uh, Maxwell there, where the lady would always answer the door naked. <laughs> she was <laughs> crazier than a loon, but she would always answer the door just full. Oh. So she oh, was yeah. never wearing so we clothes. Up. For those statistics to light up, she just never got dressed. So she was whenever, like, I'm ready. Whenever, Knock on my door. Whenever I had that cocky new kid who knew what he was doing and all of that. You him there? <laughs> Literally had one sheet that was one neighborhood that I would always hand to that kid. Yeah, you're gonna hit that one on the list. Yeah. Oh, that's great. This yeah. is this is what we call a warm lead. This yeah, is, you're gonna want to go to that one. <laughs> that's it. Get yeah. that one. Hey, man, <laughs> and and I, I always knew it'd be like okay, and that actually would tell me whether he was working his territory too or not. Whether my phone rang. Like, what the hell, man? I just... Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah but if you didn't yeah. get a call, yeah. right. like, you just yeah. went and sat in the shade, didn't like, you? you dumbass. You're on your couch. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah. I did that. I did that. That's so funny. Did you knock... You've knocked on... Yeah, you did, I did a little I knocked door doors knock and I did exactly what you guys said. I sat in the shade under a tree <laughs> I feel for, like about, most for about four hours of the day, every day. And like... Yeah, Knocking doors is a hard thing. Like when you have to go and get it. Like when you're at a job it's where you stand nose. there and they come to you, that's right. like... Oh, okay. Like I stand here, they come in, they want me to fix a problem. Okay. Right. But when you're going to them, it's such a like a confrontation that right. you're, you're you have to just like confront them in this awkward way and then be able to like smooth it out into a way where they're just like oh. not mad that you're there now. Yeah. Which is almost like an impractical jokers type of a way to it really is. Yeah. So you knock on doors and kind of have that I don't want to be here today and then you'd make a sale and be like I'm fucking making another sale today. Like yeah, I'm oh sure yeah. it'd get you going. Yeah that's the thing. There was always that you know your first sale of the day always led to the next two. Yeah there no matter we go. What. Yeah, but I remember that over that lesson. Home, man. Getting over that, home. and that's why yeah. it was yeah. you know when you get a sale, like sometimes an instinct would be, oh okay, I'm you know I'm gonna go to the store. When it's like no, you got you better cap go next door, yeah. go yeah. like don't yeah. stop because it's like you have this, you know you feel good, so you almost want to just clock out, and go do something fun. Where it's like take that that energy you feel and go to that next door, that almost that cocky but like yeah. confident, real positive energy, and take yeah. that to the next person. And it's crazy how like the next one two. Boom, another one. Yep. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And you I get that momentum and it just it goes. Yeah. Uh, there, it was it was a different time. Like when you're face to face with somebody, it's a lot sales is a lot easier because you can really um, you know, you can really play off of things. You can play you off read of them. The, yeah. And the car that they're driving in the front, yeah, no, you driving the you know, oh wow, okay. And we could talk about that. Oh, you got the flag, your college football. You would you go there? Where are you from? Where did yeah. you oh wow, now we're open and now we're podcasting at your door. Right, exactly. <laughs> now all of a sudden we're 
we're, we're chopping. We're They're forgetting. To, yeah. I fucking hate this guy. I told my wife yeah. I was going to get him the fuck out of here. Now I'm letting right. him in. Yeah, what right. am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, honey, I swear, him a beer. it's okay. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, always dread, I always dread when the doorbell rings or someone knocks on the door and my wife goes to answer. I'm just like, oh. They're gonna sell her. Just for even sure. without, just take your wife out of the equation. When your doorbell rings and you didn't invite anybody over, what that the, the world, fuck is the, that guy doing on my porch? The world has changed. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm guilty of it too. I live in a place where you know nobody that I know is coming to knock on the door. Yeah, right. So you're like, this is clearly. It's, yeah, I'm like, if this was a friend, they yeah. text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Text All my call. friends like, got yeah. phones, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't have any neighbors I'm good friends with. So, so. you guys have, who have knocked doors before, like, are you guys giving them the time of day when they when they come to the door? Um, Do you wish? Well, <laughs> ar- now, arguably, I don't know that I've seen any. They well, don't I, knock? I, I, well, the, the big cable company we work for eliminated. There are no more door knockers. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got rid of it. Everything's gone online or, or yeah. So I got knocked for a roof. Roof. Like, there are, yeah, there are roofing. Yeah, there windows. are still roofing. That guy people. was good. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't roof houses. Like you could see, he was way too clean cut. And he yeah. was a salesman who probably sold cable at one point. And it was like, it was, I was like, oh, and then, you know, it's, a, it's, it's tough to say no to those guys sometimes. You know, the best way to do it. I don't own this house. You're going to have to talk that's to the landlord. I, I was just, <laughs> yeah, just going to say, answer the door naked and say, you want to come in and bathe? We'll talk about it. But yeah. But if you don't want to come in, then we're not. Yeah. What would be your rebuttal if they said, I don't own this house? You'd just walk away. Yeah. If I was selling a roof. Or, no. I mean, you, there's so many places you could go from there. Of course. You but you'd be like, bullshit. You or, like, or, or you would just say, you would just say like, uh, you know. I mean, really, like when you really think about it, when you're knocking on somebody's door, they're going to greet you with a confidence. But really, deep down inside, they're not ready. They're not ready for you to overcome no. one objection. Yeah. If, oh, so no. the first objection they give you. They if think you that come- that's it. If you go past that one thing, they're like, fuck. I didn't have anything else set up for this. Like, you just, what do I say now? Yeah, you, I used to teach all my guys that, uh, and gals. I keep saying guys. All, the, all my people. Um, that... Uh, they're going to decide in the first at three seconds, arguably probably the first half second, whether they're going to buy from you or not. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, and, and, or whether there's a chance of that, you know, if, if you've got something to offer or not, you have, it's really for like, them to either talk to you or not. Yeah. God, so like, I found if you can make them laugh, yep. You immediately just, I remember you were saying a little bit pattern more interrupt, pattern interrupt. He you, was. You he, dropped he, the pen. Yeah, he was you telling me. The pen. Or, 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 the or he would go like this. Or he I would, taught you that. He would, you he, would, uh, <laughs> he would look over and be like, whoa. Or like, you know, like or like a cat ran by or something. Or be like, you know, what I do for my pattern interrupt is. Um, you fart. Well, no. What, no <laughs> I, I say I, it's a really, it's, this is a cheesy one, but it works. Is you, I, you look familiar. And usually, the, even if you, they look familiar or not, it's like this thing where they're like, "Oh shit, do I know this?" Because you're dude? not saying you're not saying I know you. You look you're not familiar. Saying, we went to high school together. Yeah, you're <laughs> it very vague. How's oh, your daughter? Whoa. Wait, no, <laughs> what? I, like, okay, whoa, that got no. How'd you know? Yeah. Pattern interrupt. That came from Zach, which then came from which originally came well, from then, him. That, that pattern great. interrupt for me would be trying to crack a joke to get them to laugh so whether mm-hmm. it's oh they're college this is in team one second. i gotta like, hit them with and it really is like ohio suck. state yeah. What? yeah 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 you know it you know but then there's so many ways that can go wrong and that you can try oh, yeah. to be funny yeah 
you and know, that, yeah, as if, any great comedian will tell you, you'll bomb. Like, you right bomb there at the door. You get three out of twenty if you're lucky That's where it. it works. You know, but, but you, I mean, like you could even say like they're fl- like if they have a college team up and you can be like, and it's the Cougars, and you're like, Cougars suck. Like that might even get you a sale if because it would might start like a little thing. Or I feel like that, he, I feel like that's he would what tell you, you to get the fuck off my property. He would say, "Bro, fuck you." Yeah, like he's gonna you're take. Just, oh, just it joking. has to be in a way like you'd have to go. You'd have to, you'd, have to go you'd have to go. Cougars suck. At least ain't the freaking Huskies. Yeah, yeah. There that's, we go. There we go. And there he would say, is. "Right, fucking pickleback, dude. He's been throwing interceptions." And you'd be like, "I know, dude." And then all of a sudden, now you guys are bros. And then they ask you, "So what are you doing here?" And then you're just like, "I sell cable." I I know you want it, but or well, like, and I feel like the the biggest thing that I learned was to divert from what you were selling all the time. Like even if they were like, "All right, what are you doing here?" It was just like, "Dude, is that is that a Shih Tzu? You, <laughs> you just did you breed those? What do you?" And then they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's my wife," you know. And then just keep them talking about themselves, and yeah. then like you know, you'll just like now we're in the kitchen. It's like, is that sourdough? <laughs> no. Literally yeah. make it ourselves. Yeah. We just you're just like okay, and then it's like, and then eventually it's like, when people talk about themselves enough, they're like, "All right, what do you do?" Okay. We've I've told you my yeah. life story. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and you you know you're trying to identify the, you know, because it was back then it was you know cable internet or excuse me cable TV internet home phone mm-hmm. God help us all yeah and uh, we ended up with security doing security systems and so and there were you know where you could mix and match and save money so that was the big yeah. deal was to save money. Or it was like, hey, you guys, you know, the neighborhood. How's the neighborhood around here? And they'd start talking about, you know, some of a bitch here and this, that, and the other. Hey, you know what? You know what? I see you're paying this. Hey, if we do this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And then they You'll get security. But, but you get them to tell you there's a problem. Yeah. And then... And then you solve their problem. Right, exactly. Sales that's it. And, and as long as you're sincere about it. I mean, granted, there's a lot of sales people that aren't sincere about it. But, but that never works. about it, you're never going to... You're never gonna hose them. Yeah, the sincere. I feel like the sincerity is what sells it. People, yeah. it's it's very it's funny because it's very similar to that on screen thing that we're talking about. Like when you can watch a movie and you can say, "I can just watch a movie immediately and say this is low budget. This is bad acting. This was yeah. they skimped on." actors they didn't pick good people they didn't pick a good director with a vision there's something here missing and in this case it's the salesman's soul he has no soul so we cannot buy from this person well and and i won't i won't uh low budget is not something i'm worried about i mean for god's sakes clerks was done on credit cards you see and it's like it's i guess it's not low budget it's like it's 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 poor acting it's no passion and poor on-screen chemistry which oftentimes is poor writing Poor writing. Or that's, you know, that's the core. Mm. If, there, if there's, you know, uh, you get a brilliant actor and you can deliver some just crap and it kind of works. But you can have a mediocre actor with a good script and it just gets great. I mean, it's the only reason that, you know, I, let's put it this way. Damn. My buddy Dave Cotlin writes brilliant stuff. I'm not that good. He's freaking awesome at writing stuff that makes me look good. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. He creates these characters. Now, granted, he calls me his crash test actor, and he just, you know, if I'm not light, lit on fire or puking or <laughs> crapping my pants in a, in a thing, we're not having any fun, I guess. But Dude, I just know. watched this documentary. I fucking am going to blow. I have no idea what it was, but I just watched it recently, so it had to be at least somewhat new. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it was, uh, and it was, it was like one of these dudes that takes like big name actors and makes shitty movies. Like he does oh. like he throws like, you know, he it's well, like all those Hollywood movies where right you've there. seen like Bruce Willis yeah. in like all the 
not low budget, like just kind of like he just makes these shit movies where you're like, oh, Bruce Willis is in it. And you watch and it's like Days of Vengeance. Yeah. And, oh it's, my God. and it's not Die Bruce Hard. Bruce Willis is in so many really bad movies and right now. Like Nicolas Cage. Like Bro. there's like a lot of like actors well, who have been in like really good movies, but there's this one dude, there's like documentary where he just like takes these guys up and then like makes these like shit movies and then just like throws them out and gets rich yeah. off of like this. Netflix only. Like, I can't like, remember well, what there's it nothing wrong. Okay, so there's something that's changed in the last, well, post-COVID. Used to be, if it was straight to video, that meant it was bad, that meant it right? Was bad. Yeah. Not true at all now. I mean, you know, Netflix is actually making these films, yeah. as are all the streaming platforms. Yeah. So, you know, in this day and age, if something goes straight to Netflix, it's not necessarily a bad No, thing. there's been some really good Netflix movies. Yeah. yeah. Originals. Um, God, what was that one? I feel like the wrong Missy with fucking David Spade and fuck. I can't remember what her good? name is. God, it was so funny, okay. dude. Um, me and my my girlfriend was just such a we're a sucker for comedies, silly oh. comedies that can't be stupid, but they they got to be witty. I feel like there has to be a wittiness in the writing, right, right? And that's where it comes. It's just like a song, man. It's just like a song. This is like, there are million songs get made, but there's something about those songs that get you. And it's the writing. There's other yeah. things in there too. Well, but, and you can do bad and have it be good. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I mm. hated Napoleon Dynamite the first time I saw it. Yeah. And then, and I, you know, the next because your expectations were maybe I, I didn't like, know anything about it. And I walk in, I'm like, this is the most boring, stupid, flat. What is this? And then the next day, I heard myself going, Yeah, you're ruining my life. And I'm like. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm quoting that piece of shit. I, what? And then I went back and, no, it's pretty genius. I just didn't get it. I'm right? sorry. Yeah, what, like, what yeah. is that? Like, is it just that somebody's taking a leap and it's not what you have seen before? Right. I mean, like, take a look at, at um, Ron Burgundy, uh, Anchorman, yeah. or a good portion of what Will Ferrell does. That, that, yeah. that uncomfortable yeah. comedy. Yeah. You know, the stuff where it's just. It makes you uncomfortable. Well, now we're used to that. Yeah, that's so you know, true. I mean, it was like the crude comedies back when. It started with uh, something about Mary. Oh, where yeah. she did the, you know, the hair gel and all yeah. that. And, and and it was just like, what the hell? This is fucked up. What are we, huh? Yeah. And now it, that's shocked just people. That's just everything now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. So, yeah. Um, so what a what a risk for the writer. It's like no, we're going this direction. I I think this is funny, and I'm just like do like I just need it this way. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. think about like American Pie. They were like, you're gonna you know you're gonna fuck a pie. Yeah, and he's like, Are you sure this is gonna work. Like right. you know what? Yeah. Like you got are you sure? Like you know some of those like cult ones that just became <laughs> a hit that you're just like. Ah. Although now I don't. I was gonna say when was the last time anybody watched American Pie in this culture? Oh my in, god! In, 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 it, in you the, know in the what? Social culture right now. It says I, yeah. that they're making a new one too, and really? I'm like, God, damn it's going to be so tame. They yeah. do, they, <laughs> yeah, and no, that's the problem. Like, no, how yeah. many movies do you yes. can you go back and say they couldn't do that? Yeah, mm -hmm. lots, mm -hmm. lots of movies. Lots. I, just, I can't remember what I watched, yeah, but I neither. just watched something <laughs> recently that I was like, this could not happen. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot. Uh, I, I just me and my girl were watching Two Wong Fu. I love that movie, dude. It's a fire Fucking movie. Love that movie. And, <laughs> I told my girl, I was like, we got to watch this shit, and she was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, Swayze on point, dude. And she was blown away. She was like, so, she was like, what? Yeah. Wesley Snipes, and then who was the other guy? It was John Leguizamo. Like, yeah, dude. Who? Okay, there's a guy who is one of the most brilliant people in the world who has made so much really bad stuff. Yeah. And and it, so if you ever get a chance, um, 
there's the freak and the pest. No, the, pest, the, pest. The, the pest is that everything's yeah. crazy. He had a, a one man show called the freak, which is just him talking about his life and going through and he plays his family and all these different characters. It is one of the most impressive pieces of huh. theater I've ever seen. The thing is, and it, if you can find it, it's called the freak. It's John Lucas on with the freak. And, you'll laugh your ass off to the point where you're crying. You'll cry to the point where you're laughing. It's wow. It's incredible. Yeah. There's, and that's a movie. Yeah. And uh, so th there's a few of those. It's a, it's, it was, well, it was a stage show that they filmed is what it was. Oh, okay. And, and um, uh, speaking of that, the other one would be Mike Tyson's one man show that he did really? on, he did on Broadway. <laughs> when was this? Uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> if Mike you get Tyson. a chance, go find it. It's it's good. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Mike Tyson talking in the microphone, and he's got that you know I that would whole just thing. Love and to... he walks through his career, and and no you know, way, it's it's incredible. Wow, That's sick. <sighs> and That's the nice. boss. No, I like it. Just let it sit there. Yeah. What are your um? <laughs> Yeah, tell me, tell me a couple, tell me some stories that you got about some some cool people that you've met in your endeavors acting. Um, I'm very curious and just in acting, of, um, yeah, just or just in life, like some of the people that that you've met, some of the situations that you've um, been in that are just kind of. I got to stand next, so I was in a Chuck Norris movie called The Cutter, and I got to stand next to Chuck Norris. So you know all the the jokes where Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris, Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups he pushes the earth down <laughs> right yeah, yeah. so there's a whole series of those jokes well somebody made a, a coffee book table out of those and i happened to be standing next to him when his i think it was his manager or whatever handed him the book and he stood there and it's this little you know coffee table book and he's reading through it and he's laughing at some of them and then <laughs> you know it was just the coolest thing and then he uh opened one and and um they talked about him beating up Jesus or something. And he didn't like that one so much because that's, you know, that was sacrilegious. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like an yeah, you interesting little, little, little view into the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah he's very much go. Christian. And it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And Is he tall? No, no. He's, Short guy. Yeah, little guy. He's, uh, little well, guy. a little guy. I'm 6'3". So everybody's a little guy to but me that still, isn't taller. Like, but still, like under six foot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the actors around are in the 5'6", five, 5'8", five, range. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I think Tom Cruise is actually... I think he's 5'4 or 5'6. Because I've known Tom Cruise because it's always been like, you know, he had to stand on a phone book next to Katie Holmes in that People magazine picture to get the, you know, <laughs> it was always in the jokes about Tom Cruise because he's such a badass. Yeah, but I mean, Travolta was was huge because he was six foot. Ah. You know, Chris Pratt is huge because he's six foot, right? Ah. You know, so that's. Okay. But yeah. dude, Chuck Norris, dude, I'm blown away that Chuck yeah. Norris would be such a little guy. Antonio Banderas, I met him, a little guy too. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. See, because these are uh, big movie stars. You're talking yeah. Zorro, man. Yeah. You're talking fucking yeah, they're all Walker, Texas Ranger, yeah. man. Yeah. They're all World War II size, yeah. Like, but they yeah. fucking yeah. shoot him up a little bit, make him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that angle right. Who else? Is there anybody else that you've that you've met um, that kind of blew your mind, or that you were even in the same room with that you kind of? Yeah, um, that's just, dude. I saw you. Okay, uh -oh. I'm gonna let your let your let your mind wander a little bit. This is gonna okay. fucking. I know uh -oh. that you don't remember this, right? <laughs> Lord. But I, do you know who the baby is? 
Okay, so this is a rapper, big rapper. His name is DaBaby. No, Everybody a watching baby. obviously knows who DaBaby is. <laughs> he's grunting. <laughs> and, he's got a, and he's got like a, a cast on his arm. And he's just like, he's got a show in Spokane. He's a huge rapper, right? And I was just like, oh, DaBaby's got a show in Spokane. So I'm just going to look at a story, see what he's doing. And he's just like at his truck. And he's just like, yo. And he's just like talking shit. And then he's just like, hey, you. And he's just like, and all of a sudden, John, I'm on his Instagram. And I, yeah. was like, I was like, what the fuck? Fuck, dude! I know this. What, how just, did, how did was, that? What? Do you remember on? this? I, I do. What's going on there? <laughs> what happened? How is you and the baby crossing <laughs> paths? So I, I'm I'm a runner for uh, I've been a runner for the knitting factory. I've been a runner for the arena. So I've taken care of a lot of the artists there. And a runner is the person who just takes care of the artists. Sometimes you drive them around. Sometimes you grocery shop for them. Wow, okay. so that's a gig you've done over yeah, the years. Yeah, it's a side gig. It's kind of fun. Um, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I have. We're, see, this is going to be out on the internet, and I can't say anything that's probably too too uh, libel here. Yeah, just but you can keep so let's it just fun. say that I there was an artist I worked with. Okay, okay, you know you're talking about that one, and okay, sure, but let's just say there's an artist that I worked with. Okay, who the only place? Uh, so I was I was I was his driver and his posse's driver for the day. This artist and. Uh, that had to be interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> Where um, is this going? Um, I'm so curious. So it, He's it, being careful. It, it, yeah, I have. Well, I just, I don't want to go too far because. <laughs> yes. I, I, uh, what, what, what's Thumper say? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Just, yeah. You can say it. It's okay. um, this is a low level podcast. Nobody yeah, listens right, to this. The only person all day long that recognized this guy. Because, no, he's not a big rapper. He's just a rapper. Yeah. And the guy's whatever. This guy is just, you know. Um, <laughs> the only person the entire day throughout the entire place until he made the stage that even knew who the hell this guy was, was this young kid. We're standing out. So, so first off, he asked me, where's a great place for steak and seafood? So I call in a favor and get him a thing at a at an incredible uh steak place here in town mm -hmm. uh, downstairs I, I call you know i know the people so i call and hey can you take care of me yeah we'll tuck him away okay he wants to kind of be private and blah 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 yeah great we pull up in front he spends 10 minutes on the phone talking with somebody about i don't know how big he is or whatever um and we get done he's like where are we so i tell him well, we're at the steakhouse yes but yeah is there a chipotle here <laughs> <laughs> said yes sir there's a chipotle here okay take me there okay fine so we drive to the chipotle after you called in a favor. After calling in a favor, yeah. That was good. Jesus. I mean, it's, that's part of the job, though. It yeah. does happen. You know, okay. that, that's, that's, so you were like, never mind. Rude, but it's a thing. Um, but we're, at, we're standing outside Chipotle, backed in, and this college kid in a little, you know, beat up car pulls in and goes into the pizza joint next to the Chipotle. Mm -hmm. And I see him see the artist and eyes light up. Oh, and he's just this innocent, awesome kid that's, yeah. you know, and he... This blown away trying, here in Spokane. But he's trying not to look. He's trying to be, you know... Just he's like, like, that's the baby. That's the baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or that's the artist. I, I don't yeah. know who you're talking about. Oh, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, he goes in and he gets his order and he comes out and, you know, and, and of course, this particular person, even it's legal here in Washington State, but... They're still smoking their uh, grape cigars that have been split open with the weed in them. Yeah, yeah. So just really stinky. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because they're because they're be, they're fooling somebody, I guess. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're standing outside the car doing that, and 
The kid comes out and he and he very respectfully gets about you know thirty feet from the front of the truck, and he's like, uh, uh, "Pardon me, but can I maybe get a, a picture? Would, would that be okay?" Or, and the artist leans back into the door, and they're all standing outside. And his security guy, big guy, "No, nah, you get out of here, man. You go on." And he's just rude as shit to the kid. Damn, kid looks like he's been slapped, and, and walks back inside, and. Gets his order and walks back to his car and tries not to look at everybody as he goes to his car, which is parked, you know, 10 feet from the truck. Mm -hmm. And I hear from the artist, yo, baby brother, it's all about love. Like, what the hell, man? To the kid. To the kid. He just ignored him until he was getting in his car. And then he, yo, baby. That's all he wants is a picture. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go back to the venue and we sit at the venue for... An hour and a half in the truck, in the parking garage, smoking out and making phone calls and all. Were you high from that secondhand smoke? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not not my thing, but let's just say I I got out of the truck a lot. Um, Spent, I don't even think he was on stage for 20 minutes. Really? And one of his guys needed to get on an airplane and get out of here. So That was it? That was it. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah, I've never had a more... Let, uh, I've, never, like, I've never had less respect for an artist than than that day with that particular artist. Wow! Damn. Yeah. So what are what are what are some artists that you fucked with that were like that was fun like that you had like some of the more Walker res- Hayes man. I got to drive Walker Hayes. Who's that? He's a country artist. Okay. And he's you know he was playing the arena, and I get the hey uh, I'm in my own car at this point. Normally normally you've got a vehicle you drive if it's more yeah. than a few people, but I'm in my own vehicle, and. uh He's staying at the Holiday Inn Express out by the airport. What the hell? Yeah, just so were you were you intimidated? Like you're about to pull up on my own ride. I got no, no, no. You have a nice car. I'm I'm used to. I got an okay car. It's fine, but you know, it's it's just a job. You're just going to get somebody, and I've been doing it long enough. It's not that big a deal. Ah, But he comes out. He's carrying his guitar, and we put that in the trunk. And he sits down. He gets in the car, and I'm like, "Hey, nice to meet you. I'm John." He's like, "Okay." We start talking. He's like, "Well, what about you?" I said, "I'm an actor," and he's like, "An actor, man. Oh my god, I met my wife." In Little Shop of Horrors in high school, he played Seymour and she played the lead, um, whatever the, I don't know if you know Little Shop of Horrors, but yeah, yeah. And, and he like played the like nerdy guy. Or he was in it? Or yeah, like- he was in it in high school with his wife and that's how they met and they've been married wow. since. I'm like, that's awesome, man. And he's like, you know what? I would give up country music to play Don Quixote in Man of La Mancha. And I'm a nerd. I love, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I'm like, I am I Don Quixote. And he and I sing to dream the impossible dream and all these things as we're driving <laughs> to the freaking arena. But one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, the guy is just humble as hell. He's a, uh, he's, he's, his song is the, um, the Applebee's song, the, uh, um, fancy like is the name of the tune, which I would normally make fun of cause it's country rap. It's country poppy stuff. Okay. But that's his life. He's yeah. got these kids and this wife that are just awesome. He's one of the few artists that, you know, where, where the where the crew eats is called catering, and normally the artists don't even come in there. He, he and his family come in and sit down and eat with everybody else. The kids are in the corner, a bunch, you know, a bunch of, you know, six, eight-year-old boys, and they're running around, but they're behaving, and mom's keeping them in check, and the the the, uh, the arena genius the arena folks gave him gave them all uh, personalized Nerf guns, oh, but they're shooting each other. They're not shooting anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was just it was just this refreshing. Like these people are awesome. That is cool. And then probably the coolest thing for me was I'm across the room in this big room with all the crew and everything. And he looks up, makes eye contact, and he says, "Hey, John." Like, yeah. He goes, 
to dream the impossible. And we start singing together for a minute. And I'm like, okay, I'm just a nerd. This yes. is awesome. No, but I mean, it's like, it's, it was like cool. it's almost the, the, you know, that cool rapport that you guys had built in that car ride it stood out. Yeah. It's like, this John is my guy and, when and I'm he here was, in Spokane. And he was humble and he was cool, you know, and that was, that was just awesome. Yeah. So the, the only, if you want one more, please. Um, and I know he has a mixed reputation having done a few movies here, but I, I drove for Cuba Gooding Jr. for a movie. Oh, really? Wow. And, um, and, uh, he, decent guy, nice enough guy. I mean, there's, you know, there's all that other stuff, but I don't know the other stuff. So I'm just, yeah, yeah I, you, people who are listening to this will be like, oh, that guy. And cause he, you know, yeah, it's amazing. He's done a bunch of shit. Like, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's like one of those guys who's done like a ton of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, I think he's done four here in Spokane. Yes, that's Um, right. But for one of them, uh, it was Easter Sunday, and I'd gone to visit my family, and and he called me. He's like, John, there's a, uh, I don't think they exist. I guess maybe they do. There's a Hooters here in Spokane. Like yeah, there there yes, is in the valley. That's right. He's like, can you take us there? And he and his he and his cousin, who's his stand in. I'm like, "Uh, okay, sure. So (laughs) I go pick him up. And we're headed out there, and as he it's gets, me, right? yeah. So, did you ever see his movie Radio? Oh yeah. So he, you know, played a special kid. Yeah. And the phone, his phone rings, and Radio. Hello. And he. <laughs> That's how he answered. He, he, he talks to his wife for a little bit, and then he hangs up. And I have Radio sitting in the seat next to me for the next ten minutes. Oh, like he's shit. just playing the character. I was just I'm sitting there with Radio. Holy. Nobody shit. else in the world has had that experience. I've got this thing where I got to. <laughs> Chat with radio for ten minutes. No, that's what's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was just him fucking around. He was having a great time. It was I awesome. mean, because you know, when you meet an actor, all you want to do, like, if you know, if you, you met a notable actor, then a regular person would say, "Do the fucking character yeah, for right. me, when they right?" Just do it. But when they just do it, and you get to be in the presence of it, it was it was really an honor. It was pretty cool, dude. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. God, what was a, some a couple of fucking Cuba Gooding Junior movies? He had this one that I watched. It was called fucking. Uh, it was called. If you say snow dogs, I'm making fun of you. Oh, well, snow dogs, of <laughs> course. But, dude, this one, no, this was like more of a uh, underground. It was with him and fucking, dude, it's called, uh, dude, I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, when I do these podcasts and I think back later, like, yeah, motherfucker, it you was couldn't right there, think about it. Yeah. it was right there. Yeah, yeah. But they had to keep like some shit cold at a certain temperature. It was called Chill Factor. Oh, <laughs> wow. that's cool. That's what it was called, dude. It was an yeah. old school one. But radio, definitely. What was the one where he was on a boat with? The, it was like a. It was with him and Horatio. Oh Sands. my god, they remember? were on the gay cruise. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a boat trip. <laughs> boat trip or was something it, like that. Boat, boat, yeah, I something think it was like boat that. trip. That was horrible. God, oh yeah. my god. But like <laughs> there was like the idea. Like they're like, yeah, yeah we're on this cruise. Like, Gee, that was that was only slightly homophobic. Oh, great, okay, we're good. Oh, you know? And that was definitely. Definitely one of those that you can do on any level. Or it yeah. would definitely look a lot different. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. would look a lot yeah. different. I mean, on the other hand, he was, you know, in a few good men, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. God. And that's, yeah. you know, he was definitely kind of a Nicolas Cage esque, you know, in some very solid movies. Did a and lot of crazy shit. Okay. There's one. Nicolas Cage, have you watched Pig? No, but what's up with it? It's freaking awesome. Okay, thank you. I just it's, need somebody to tell set me. In Portland, I think it was shot in Portland, and this guy's a. a, a I mean, I don't. I don't know how much I want to give away. It's one of those where you probably shouldn't know about it, but okay. just go see it. Yeah. Okay, but it's. It, no, it, I've it, seen it. I is saw he a cop? It. No, he's so he's a he's a former chef, and he has a truffle pig, and somebody takes his truffle pig. Okay, so I right saw. There. It's there you John go. John Wick almost like he's only with heart. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, gran- and granted, John Wick has heart, but you know, I, okay, yeah. Because honestly, I I saw that, and I'm you know, I mean, come on, like you're you're sitting here, you want to pick a movie, it's yeah, pig, yeah, you know, and it's just yeah. it's just him on the front of it, ugh, just you looking. What the hell? You, it's it's a it's a it's a slow movie, but a pretty that's a pretty solid like low budget cool movie. I love that. Yeah, or what? dog. That's the other one. Um, him too. What? No, that's um. Who's it? Uh, Channing, Tat- Channing Tatum. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we watched Fucking that. Great yeah, we loved oh. that. Touching. He like uh, military guy. This dog was yeah. you know needed to be transported or, or something. So, so it was his his partner's uh, his, That's what his partner one died. one of his partners and and the dog was his service dog in combat was his combat dog yeah and he got killed and so he had to get the dog his dog had like ptsd right exactly and had to get him back to the family back to the heart or to the uh to the burial that shit's gonna make you cry by the way there's one speaking of getting um it's an hbo movie from years ago that kevin bacon did called taking chance and it's like an hour and 10 minutes never seen it no i haven't seen that one um it's find it it's on uh, hbo find it it's that's a that's a, a huge, um, very, very accurate, cool movie. about. It's about a real guy. Taking Chance. Taking Chance. If you can find that one, do that. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. This has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for this. I, I didn't know you were just called. I thought I was just joining you guys to talk about something else, but you actually are talking about me. This Dude, is, this this is, is weird. All, Thanks. This, this is all we I'm like, damn, I'm, you know, my, my ego is just all kinds of out of control No, this here. is amazing. I, I'm, I'm so excited. This is, uh, this is exactly what I was hoping it would be. Um, I'm very interested, like, if you had to go, like, top three most influential films in your life. Oh, that, wow. that kind of, you know, and I, you don't have to think about it too much. But things that really resonated with you that you think that would be like a must see for the younger people out here who haven't, you know, if you could put people on to three films that really oh, damn, dude. made you feel something, oh, damn, dude. you know, I'm, um, I'm just curious. I don't want to make you think too hard, but. Hmm. Uh, Princess Bride. Oh, oh, my God. No matter what. Damn, you hit me in my heart. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's a good choice. Um. You killed so, my father. Yeah. Well, let's do a couple lines from you Princess ready? Bride. Hello. Remember? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Prepare to oh, die. Oh, at the top of that cliff after yes. he got to the top and he was like, he sure as shit is coming up that fucking, like, he's like, he's down there and he's yeah. coming up slowly but slowly, yeah. surely. Oh, that I love that one motherfucker, the trickster motherfucker, the, that short bald motherfucker who's trying to switch the drinks. He's, like, yeah, he's, like, he's like, if I do this to you, yeah, and he's, he's switching it. Oh, that was such a good movie. So In the quicksand. Yeah. Or he's like, uh, um, as you wish, the, the, the he goes down storm. the hill. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. oh, the fire storm. As yeah. you wish. Yes. Oh yeah. my God! What a fucking yeah. class. I don't know think of that means. What do you think of that means? Yeah, <laughs> you keep using that word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then who is yeah. the who is the big dude? The, that's, the, oh, under the giant. Yeah, I know, but like, he had, yeah, yeah. What was his name in it? Fezzig. Yeah, that's right. And hey, like, lady. <laughs> yeah. I am the dwed pirate wobbles. Dude, it's crazy how such an old movie with just like, you know, no special effects, no, oh. just 
great chemistry comedy mm-hmm. that's really what it was mm-hmm. it was a strange comedy it, it, it's one of those movies that it's an adventure it's a drama it's a comedy it's a romance it's yeah. a you name it's it. heroic yeah it's, it's yeah. everything yeah yeah the drinks when he Good poisons call. himself remember <laughs> iacane powder yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right inconceivable <laughs> that's, that's it that's it there it is there's the line yeah. right there inconceivable yeah. with a lisp yeah oh. oh i can picture him i can picture him yeah he's he's uh Oh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, oh, come remember? on, you got this one, B. What's his name? Uh, Princess Bride. The, which uh, one? Sean Ball. Inconceivable. Oh, Sean. Inconceivable. Um, Sean, I don't know what his last name is. Uh, That's the most important name. I know it is. And his name is for Sean. Sean, he's the 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 teacher in a teacher Clueless. In, in young, in young, uh, young Sheldon. He's, yeah. I was just going to say, he's, like, he's is, he, is he notable right now? Sean Wallace. I got it without looking it up. There Sean Wallace. <laughs> Sean Wallace, it's it's... Oh, never mind. Anyway, sorry. We'll spend 10 minutes doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everybody at home wants so to So that's know. one. Um, hmm. Sorry. It's Wallace Sean. Inconceivable. Wallace Sean. There you go. There you go. <laughs> said, Wally Sean. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we yeah. won't go there. But Wait, it's Sean's his last name? Yeah. 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 He has uh, two, the, uh, two first names. You can never trust him. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ever notice that everybody who kills a president has three names? What's that about? <laughs> I, whoa. I got to think Not, about that. Uh, no, it is, though, because it's like a very... I just broke him, didn't I? You did. You just broke the fucking... <laughs> I was trying to think of everyone's name that I know. There's three good names. Yeah. Like John Wilkes Booth, Lee yeah, Harvey, like, Oswald, and uh, I, I have no idea who killed James Patton Buchanan. Oswald killed somebody? Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord okay yeah what else, um, so that was what else, yeah. One, what else is really dude princess bride what a fucking yeah. awesome call out dude that I mean, might have got, been that might i might have that probably been on fred my list savage dude <laughs> fred savage yeah. is the young kid yeah. dude god classic you keep getting excited yeah yeah with yeah. peter falk oh that was incredible. oh peter falk he's the yeah. dad right yeah, it's the grandpa or the grandpa yeah, that's right reading yeah. to him um so I'm a, I'm a former Navy hospital corpsman. I'm a big fan of the Marine Corps. I, I worked with the Marines. I love them to death. Um, yeah. And a few good men is probably, that's my, no matter where I am, I walk through a room. If it's on, I'm there. So who stars in that? That's everybody. That's <laughs> Tom I mean, Cruise is in that. Tom Cruise plays. Yeah. I just get it. Caffey. Um, you've got, I, I mean, know I've seen it. You, yeah. You've got Demi Moore. You've got Kevin Bacon. You've got wow. um, Kiefer Sutherland. You've got Cuba Gooding Jr. You've got, I mean, you just keep going. Wow, it's that's yeah. awesome. Um, a few good men. Yeah, I know I've seen it. And, that, and, and arguably, I'm I'm a little privileged. I'm a little. Uh, I love that one a little bit because that that's um, Aaron Sorkin is the writer who the guy who, the guy who did West Wing and Sports Night and uh, the Network. Okay, the most recent uh, Showtime show. Oh, the cool. guy's just incredible writer. Just you know, they're wordy. You know, it's instead of it being you know one page per minute, it's about two. Oh wow, pretty incredible. Um, but I had the privilege on stage of playing uh, um, Lieutenant Jonathan James Kendrick, hmm. which was Kiefer Sutherland's role in the movie. And I got to play it in 1998 when I was still in somewhat, you know, shape from being in the service. Yeah. And then 10 years later when I was, you know, round like I am now, and, and it was weird to play it on stage twice and get to oh. play the role because it's a little more fleshed out in the play. But man, it was, dude, that's that just is... a, I love that script. That script is chewy. Now, see, this ah, is like chewy. I like these kind you of conversations. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I mean, it just come dude, on. This, <laughs> get, this is the stuff that gets people to go back and watch. Yeah. 
whether it's music and movies, that they're synonymous. And that's why there's, um, you know, music in movies and movies are, um, you know, like music is like movies. Like it's, it's, it's really crazy how they're, they're very synonymous, but it's, uh, well, that's, it, you, you can you, always go back. You take the John Hughes movies, all the old eighties, you know, breakfast club and all of those. And the music's very intentional in those old things. You know? Oh, the music, the soundtracks, you know, who does a really good soundtrack. Okay. Adam Sandler does yes. a really yeah. good soundtrack. A, a you good ever seen throwback. the water yeah. boy? Oh, absolutely. Great soundtrack. <laughs> Wedding singer. Wedding soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. He sings. He does. In yeah. one of those. Like, and it's like, it's like you can actually sit there and listen to it. You can, like, you can look up Adam Sandler on, on uh, Spotify. And yeah, that number one song is that, uh, I'm pretty sure is that song that he sings at the end on the yeah. plane. That really? I want to, um, geez, I want to, Grow old with you. I want to grow old with you, dude. That yeah. one will get it's you. Great. That shit will get yeah. me, dude. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. I'm just like, oh shit, yeah. Bring but, you tea when your arthritis is bad. Yeah, yes. yeah. And his funny shit is just yeah. like his funny songs are great. I love the, yeah. the soundtracks are definitely key in tying in. Like, there's something there when you have a movie and the who you know whoever the music director whoever is is looking for that perfect song for that mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. you know and i mean it, it's crazy how you know a movie is such a big thing that 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 like that is a job right there like what matches this scene there you know we're talking land before time okay oh, you yeah. got the animals they're Hard going out what do we what do we cat we doing a symphony are we picking a song that already exists are we you know what what is encapsulating triumph here what is encapsulating yeah, yeah. that's fucking crazy and to ma- have the pressure to pick the right music and then when that actually resonates with the people and that becomes one of your favorite movies or whatever because yeah. it's just that all ties in to be this it's just a whole package right on so what do you got what do you got we got uh we got those princess two. bride a few good men jeez i didn't even know i was gonna do this uh um, yeah hey i wasn't gonna give you a top five i no, figured man, that'd be too many so three no, but, yeah. but then when you whittle it down that's it almost makes beauty. it harder that's right? the beauty that's the, yeah the narrower you get the tougher it is you know? <laughs> yeah. because you know, we're not gonna you hold... can't throw groundhog day in there no matter how many times you've watched it <laughs> you know i mean Great you just movie. can't we're not yeah. gonna hold you to this yeah, john yeah, yeah. we this third one can be an alternate god let me think here we already Dang. got the first two. Yeah, Those are solid. How about you? What's your? What's your? Each of you give me one. Okay, I'll give you one. Um, Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay. I'll say, I'll say Kill Bill um, is definitely one of my favorite movies. Um, okay. Action mm. wise, it was kind of like it was like its own thing when it came out. Remember? That's why it was I like, like it. it. Was like ah. Yeah, it's really got a. Yeah, I really like Kill Bill. I said, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing. I'm not thinking. I'm just trying to throw. Oh, I got one. I got one that captured me. You guys remember kids? Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. You know, you're going to fuck me up. For Rosario Dawson? I'm I'm this much older than you. I know of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, dude. It's fucking weird. It's wild. It's wild. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I mean, it's basically a movie about kids in New York in the 80s, 90s. It's not pretty. 
It's yeah. not pretty. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and like this whole time when and you guys were talking. it's real as fuck. When this whole like, time when you guys were talking about like low budget and like, but it still had, like it, it resonated. And like, I remember I stumbled up, I went into someone's basement and they're like, oh, we're watching kids. And I was just like, God. what the I promise fuck you is this? There are, okay, there are kids <laughs> that are our age now in our 30s. I'm 36. So yeah. they got kid, people that are in their age right now who are like, yeah, I wore a condom because I watched kids. Yo, folks, 100%. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, it's, it's fucking so crazy. It taught lessons. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It taught lessons. <laughs> it's a fu- it, is, it is a brutal movie. It was, even when you were a kid and you were watching it, you were, you know, 18, 19, it was like, oh, you watch kids. You're like. Well, that was the fucked up part. It's like you're like the name kids and then you watch it as a kid and you're just like, oh my God. Why did it, like that? I grew up like in two hours right there. Yeah, that's wow. what it was. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's brutal. Man. It's dark. It's a little dark. It, it's, it's, it's but it also was a good movie. It was almost like a fucking. It's almost like a documentary. That's yeah. what almost what it was. It was okay. like a documentary. And there wasn't a lot of that. Right these then. kids just stealing forties and shoving them in their pants while they distract the guy and they're fucking sneaking them out. And then sounds like a Saturday night when I was seventeen. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 You'll love it. But yeah. you're talking New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. skateboarding and like you know raunchy action. Kids. Bad. Because we're talking about movies that made you feel something. Well, yeah, I just picked was, one of my favorite movies, but that, just, that's a movie that makes you feel. I just threw one out that was just like if I had to think of something that mm. was like like resonated like holy shit because Pulp Fiction I guess would be a better another pick one. would be a, another pick over Kill Bill honestly the, of something that made me feel something when you were like taking storylines and breaking them up and then bringing mm-hmm. them back together and like yeah, you know yeah. that kind of shit was always <laughs> I was always into the I like twists and turns yeah yeah that's why that got me that, yeah. Movie. Yeah. that makes sense I'm pulling something up on the phone I'm not just being a dickhead and getting I'll, on I'll, I'll throw mine uh, my movie that like kind of changed my like Probably my humor is Royal Tenenbaums. Like, oh, like, oh man, I just Wes Anderson. Anything he does, like, is Royal Tenenbaums great. is like, and I I watch Royal Tenenbaums over and over again, and I will like actively just like die and find something new in it that like was just like something that you just you didn't see and like, but it was also like it was cool. Like it, it was it came out in two thousand and two when I was a senior in high school, okay. and it was like cool to like it, but then like you start watching it and learn it like it's just it's so good and then you go back and watch all of his other stuff and then oh, all so the stuff much. he comes up comes out with now is it's just so it's so tongue-in-cheek yeah you know I, and i'm that guy that i i i try to get wes anderson yeah and i haven't it hasn't soaked into me yet oh. I, i've watched him and i'm like okay but i'm that guy that's like okay i don't quite get it i literally yeah. die laughing at things and I, it, you- it, i'm i'm very sarcastic i'm a very sarcastic person like i i'm very dry in nature and like when i text with people and i love fucking with people my favorite thing to do is like to text zach and be like oh shit i forgot about it and just have and like have him just like like he knows i'm tripping oh "Oh, shit i really forgot you can hear the vein in his head i'm like john is like he's coming i I, I forgot to record all that (laughs) oh man i forgot to hit the button i'm sorry zach (laughs) it's okay so you, you you mentioned pulp fiction Zed's dead, baby. Oh my God, dude! You know who else this is? Fucking the mask, Look at you, dude. That's Peter, Peter Green. He's How old yeah. was that? That's well, when I was shit. That's nineteen ninety. Because when oh, I was, that, really? that's the rap party for uh, Endgame with Cuba, oh, cool. the, the, the one movie I'm in with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, that's cool, man. Because well, when, dude, when I was a kid, the mask was the fucking shit. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, yeah. 
with uh, Jim oh, Carrey. Oh, look at Cuban. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, look, he's Cuban. Yeah. It's a podcast. Everybody's right listening there. to this. Like, yeah. better sure fucking, you guys are friends. You got to send me these because I want to put these up. No, there's one that. So that's Mozart in the Whale. Hold on, hold on. Oh, this is fascinating to listen Dude, to wait, for the people, I'm hold sure. Hold on. This is. Uh, I don't no idea. Take the glasses away. God, I just want to say. This is how he was uh, incognito. I feel like this is not the person I'm thinking of. It. Who is it? And my brain locks up. Uh, um, it's uh, a <laughs> uh, with Tom Mozart and the Whale. He and Rada Mitchell. It is from Pearl Harbor. Oh, Ben Affleck? No, no. Josh Harnett. Josh Harnett. Thank Hartnett, you, God, my brain. Do it, dude. Sweet oh guy. We we worked together for two weeks, and I'm I'm blanking on his name. Oh, you were in Squid Great. and the Whale. Mozart and the Whale. Oh, Mozart and the Whale. Sorry. It's funny. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was wow, in Mozart and the Whale. I played crazy. Rodney. That's right. Josh Hart. Yeah. You're talking. Oh, there's, there you go. There's Danny Trejo's henchman. Woo! This last winter. <laughs> uh, Damn. Can I ask you a question? Um, sorry. I'm over here raising my hand. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, camera. I love uh, it. Home of the Brave. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What what scene were you in? I don't, I've never, you know, honestly, I've never seen this movie. But like, it's one of those movies that was filmed in Spokane. That like, I feel like a, if you were around like downtown at the time, like you knew that Sam ja- Samuel Jackson was here, mm-hmm. Fifty Cent, Jessica Biel. Oh, like, how many years ago wait, was this? By the way, by the way, Jessica Biel, the only actress I've ever met who is far more beautiful in person than oh. she is on film. My wow. God, she's a pretty woman. Wow. Sorry, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I think anyway. we can all echo that. Uh, yeah. But what, how, how, long, how long were you on set for? And like, what did. You... Um, I was one or two days. So that's the thing. You know, I'm that guy that I get like a day on a movie, usually, you know, one or two days. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was one or two days. So yeah. I was the SWAT team sergeant in that movie, um, which. So that there, there's a story we should have had. Sorry, I should have probably We're told here. you that one. We, there's no limits <laughs> um, So well, the Dutch bros down at 2nd and Washington, right? They blocked off the, the whole thing. It's the SWAT team because oh, yeah. the star of the movie is inside and there's a problem. Uh, or one of the stars of the movie is inside. Um, threatening himself at 50 Cent is inside. Um, and again, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Anyway... Um, <laughs> I am on scene with Spokane's SWAT team, the actual SWAT team, which my dad was an original member of, so that's kind of wild. I'm wearing the same uniform my dad wore, except I had sergeant stripes, which was just surreal. Uh, And (laughs) and we're doing maneuvers back and forth, back and forth from the Bearcat, from their their armored vehicle up, and that was a whole night where we're, you know, they, they close down the block, they're diverting traffic around, and... We've got, you know, we do all the shots, we do the takes. I got really lucky that um, that one was directed by Erwin Winkler, who is the, he was the producer in all the Rockies, Raging Bull. Oh, wow. He directed oh, wow. My Life as a House. The guy was just this decent, you know, heavy hitter, good guy. And I got his Hitchcock moment in the movie where he puts on a police jacket and comes out of the Dutch bros after it all happens and he walks by and talks to me as he goes by. Oh, so I kind of got this cool little moment with this, you know, Hollywood legend guy. Kind of neat. Um, but the part that was wild was, you know, we, we, it was an overnight shoot so it was all dark and they had, the, they had the helicopter come in and shoot over the top of it and that was like, you know, a, a half an hour. We just kept having to do the same maneuver. You know, the, the cops moving in and doing their thing and moving in and doing their thing and I'm I, I've got one quick little line in there, you know, uh, what is it? It's uh, been in there for about an hour, kept asking for you. 
And then I screwed up my next line is, how do you guys know each other? And I said, you guys work together or something? And he's like, yeah, we work together. And it's the other actor, Brian Presley, I think is his name. <laughs> he just rolled with it. And, he, and he's like, and he, but you can, if you watch it and you know I fucked up, you, you can look at the look in his eyes like, you idiot. <laughs> oh, they he, used the... Yeah, used yeah, we work oh. together. And that's what ended up in the film was my oh, fuck God. up. So that's funny. Um, but it was <laughs> it was crazy because um, the whole scene... It, are we okay to do spoilers on here? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please spoil, spoil home of the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, 50 Cent's character is suicidal. He's uh, locked himself in the coffee shop with, I think, his girlfriend, if I remember correctly. And so we have a sniper on the roof. So my whole joke is I'm the only cop who's ever actually killed 50 Cent. Well, technically the sniper did, but I ordered it. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just surreal because standing there, and I have a background with law enforcement, and I look up on the rooftops, and there's the sniper that's lit up, that's on the building, the, the low building behind us. That's the Big Dipper. No, no, other way. Uh, okay. The other way. It's it's a it's a we don't know the name of it building. It used to oh. be the studio <clears throat> podcast. Oh, did it? Okay. Oh, the, it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a three. Isn't it? <laughs> it's right next door to Dutch Bros. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. that's on, funny. Yeah. yeah, it's it's in the parking Damn, lot kind of right. thing, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, on that rooftop because I think it was either empty or something at the moment. But uh, there's the movie sniper. But then I look around, and all the built, all the rooftops. Oh, because we have the SWAT team without; they're not loaded. Oh, they have no live weapons, and a known gang member in the movie. So they have to protect that SWAT team. Huh. We've got real cops that are SWAT who have all their gear, but no ammo. You know, they're putting a live weapon on set. Yeah. And, you know, as we've all learned what happened with that in the last oh. year, but so there's none of that. So it's the cops protecting the other cops, not because he's a bad guy or anything like that, but who, you know, people have tried to make a name by killing him before 50 Cent. So the concern is let's make sure nobody else does it. So there's snipers on the roofs. I like have real to snipers. I'm like, Whoa. oh, they're, and I've never felt so safe. And in danger at the same time. God damn. It was incredible. It was it was truly an astounding, and I hope to God I don't get fired from movies in this town for telling this story. <laughs> Dude, but that is that is a- it was amazing. It was really a, a surreal moment to 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 look up and the helicopters going around and it's just like, wow, this is weird. I remember uh, I remember uh my wife worked in the airport and she said, 50 Cent must be in a movie or something because I've seen him like <laughs> like he keeps coming through the airport. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like really? what, yeah, she worked at like a, a magazine stand those magazine stands you know that are in mm-hmm, the airport mm-hmm. she was like he he walked like i've seen him for like a week now every day he's he's sure too right oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> is he really oh, that's crazy. when you brought up the the baby thing was that about t- like how short he is because he's like five six bro I'm, I'm like, we didn't like, talk about the baby you guys talked about the baby all you want yeah. to i didn't talk about anybody <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> No, that is funny though, because it is the people that are the biggest with the biggest personalities sometimes, especially when you're thinking in theater and movies, is it be the shortest people? But you'd be thinking like literally mm. their personalities are ten feet tall. Right. Right. You know, you'd think that they were yeah. like literally six, eight, like 
a kickboxer like you know what i mean like they're just that intimidating on the film you know yeah. or that gangster or that you're yeah. just like holy shit and yeah. i never know who's short until someone's like just a little guy short because you're just yeah. a normal person but you're like oh i'm taller than well, you though so i was showing you guys pictures the other one i've got in here is uh let me find it here is uh so antonio banderas snoop dogg and a guy named robert malay did a movie here in town it was a that I and I was supposed to play, or I wasn't supposed to play. Pardon me. I auditioned for and, and was called back for a bartender. So you've got a WWE wrestler. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is six foot six. Oh, he's way up there. Or six four, I think. Six four, six six. I don't so remember dude which. In the middle's like got some height, but he's just that's true. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas, man. <laughs> that's oh Zorro God. right there. <laughs> and look at his shoes. Snoops? No, Antonio Banderas's. Yeah, what about them? They're tiny. Oh, they're, uh, you know, he's got thick. He's got thick. Oh, oh he's, he's lifts. Snoops got some Casey Adams a lot. Yeah, he, yeah. Dude, that, that wrestler so, got them old school. No, he's, yeah. So <laughs> I, good wandered, I wandered into a, a, a bar one evening, and I look over, and I'm like, wait, that's Robert Millay. <laughs> I sat had beers with that guy. He's a big French guy, and he's got this super deep voice. And he was the guy that in uh, Sherlock Holmes... One or two, he fought Sherlock Holmes. He was the giant that fought Sherlock Holmes. Oh, the, wow. By the, yeah. Sick. Just a great guy. Hell of a... But that's the thing. The great big guys are quiet. Yeah. You know. They don't need to say it. They don't need to. They're just quiet. <laughs> and they, they, don't, they don't get big mm-hmm. until it's time. Right? And that's what's funny is like the, the small guys yeah. are the big... See, and I'm a big guy and I'm not smart enough to be smart <laughs> or to be quiet. Or to be smart for that matter. Oh, so you're a big guy and you're loud. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> no like, no wonder think I'm a, no, no wonder folks think I'm a boob. Anyway. Uh, no, John, no. I gotta ask you another question about like acting and everything. Sure, man. Uh how many roles would you say you've lost out on because you're so tall? Most of them. Most of them. Yeah, I mean literally. Really? Yeah. Like it's a thing yeah, in Hollywood. I, like I'm, you you if like if he is too tall next to like he could not oh, that's, act. Well, that's what I was starting to say. Was yeah. that, that so between these three men. Yeah. I was I was up for a bartender role, ah. but I am compared to the other two guys. It would show Antonio Banderas looking short. So it, it wouldn't visually look right that the bartender's big and then the two guys oh, the same. around him are big, yeah. right? Because the whole point is to make sure that Robert Malay, who's going to fight him, looks so much bigger than him. Yeah. So if okay. I'm in between them, that didn't make any sense. Actually, Snoop wasn't part of the scene, but... That wouldn't make I sense. See. So they ended up, you know, casting a guy who was probably five six, five eight, somewhere in there to make the other, the other guy look to make huge. the other guy look huge, right? Okay, yeah. I see. and that makes total sense. You know, this is movie magic. Yeah, wow. these are the weird things that not weird things, but the things that the the directors and the editors and the people are keeping in mind when it's coming to portraying a certain scene because it's a right. scene, right? This isn't real life. This is we're portraying. You know, and it's, you know, what's fucking crazy, right? Is when WWE came out, people were like, oh, it's fake. It's fake, bro. <laughs> you know, it's fake. And then it's like, bro, everything you watch is fake. <laughs> 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 and you love it. <laughs> yeah. Die Hard was fake, man. Yeah. That's why they call it sports entertainment, not sports. You know, Ooh, but, you but it's crazy how we, you know, with WWE, it's like fake, 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 you know, and, but it's like movies. It's like, we know it's fake. Mm-hmm. We know it's not real yet. It is something that we want to consistently buy into 
because it's entertaining and, and it really comes down to that art of being able to portray it in that way that's convincing to yeah, us. Yeah, right on. Right? Uh, back to your question about how many I've lost for how tall I am and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I've lost, probably lost more because I'm too big. I'm, you know, mm. I'm, a, I'm a heavy set guy. You know, I'm a big dude. Um, one of them was, so Z Nation filmed here for what, five, six mm, seasons? Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I, I'm an okay actor. I get, I, I get, you know, every now and then I get hired. Right. I didn't do a single episode of that. It's two years post-apocalypse. Everybody is skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. That's funny. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I was up for quite a... I auditioned for it probably, I think, 10 different times. You've seen Zombieland. They say big dudes go first. Right, exactly. (laughs) They were slow. What the hell? You know, you can't run. That's right. Fuck. Zombieland. That was, yeah, that was something that just kept that. I remember that. That was a big deal. That yeah. was a, a big deal. It was, um, you know, something that was filming here. It, you know, Spokane doesn't get it. That's the thing is you just don't think. You mean it, Z Nation? Film what did here? I say? Zombieland. Yeah, Zombie yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Z, movie. Z, but, Z Nation. Yeah. Z Nation. Yeah, I was uh, here for. It's just ever. not a. That's sp- the thing. Every time I hear somebody go, ah, oh, Spokane. It's just so Spokane. Spokane's so small. I'm like, you have no idea, man. The stuff that goes on, the culture that's in this town, the. I love this town. It, it's, it's, you know, uh, I mean, granted, you grew up here. You're pissed off that we're not Seattle. Okay, fine. You'll get over it. You move away. You come back. It's mostly how that it's, goes. It's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, I it's mean, great. Yeah. Dude, listen. Yeah. Seattle can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle can keep Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We right. want to go. We'll, we'll go. But, you know, let, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Let, let us fucking chill a little bit. You know, um, so born and raised. Uh, technically born in Pomona, California. My dad was in the Navy. Oh, okay. And so I was born down there in Long Beach area and then uh, moved up here before I can remember. So raised your whole life. Yeah, raised, yeah. My, my family, my mom's side of the family homesteaded back in the late 1800s out on the, on the Palouse, uh, wow. on the uh, Palouse Highway. Out late there. 1800s. Yeah. Wow. So give me a, uh, give me a couple things that you love about Spokane that you absolutely love about Spokane and give me a couple things that you wish were better. There's got to be some things wow. out there. That, uh, that, that... Spokane, what I love. Um, just last last week, I jump on a lime scooter with two buddies of mine, and we dink around and go through Riverfront Park and down along the Centennial Trail and end up down at the end of Kendall Yards at the new burger place oh. down there, <sighs> sitting and watching the sunset, and we're having a couple of drinks here and there and just dinking around, and then we scoot back and end up downtown and we're just playing but the whole time we're out in this beautiful weather and and everything's the river you can hear it and and the, and the falls are up and it's just amazing and there's no other city around that I can think of I, I think we may be the only one that has a major set of falls running through yeah. the middle of the downtown mm-hmm. and and it's just it's comfortable and you're reasonably safe yeah we got a homeless thing going on but it, it, you know, you're reasonably safe being in this town. I can it's, never fully uh, drop my guard downtown. I feel like like I'm always kind of just ready for some well, shit to pop yeah, up. But know, at the same time, I feel a lot safer than a lot of other places. Well, right. And, and granted, you know, post COVID, when I mean, during COVID, when everything was just, you know, it was, it looked like Portland down there. That was a different yeah. argument. But yeah, it's yeah, gotten yeah. a little better. In the it's last gotten a little bit, better. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's a whole different. No, thing, the, the lime scooter shit through the weather, man. That right there is just a yeah. whole vibe. Like the, you, the fact, the fact that we have all four seasons, and, and that it, you know, it, it sure it's cold in the winter. It gets really bitter cold in the winter, but we get snow and snow. We hate it, love it, whatever. It's interesting to me. And then, you know, we have a spring and we get a good spring. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. And, you know, here we are 85 degrees in the middle of May this year. It's great. Yeah. You know, we have our rough years with smoke and whatnot, but it's, 
you know, overall compared to any place else I've ever spent time or, or lived, it's no, we got what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking like we want to. Oh man, Spokane. We tired of Spokane. We bored of Spokane, right? And then I'm thinking in my brain, perspective. That's what it's all about, right? You're, you're, you're 30 minutes from anywhere, and 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 honestly, you're thinking that like, yo, people from all over would be like, you live where? They yeah. got waterfalls, yeah, trees. You can be yeah. in a lake in 20 minutes. Yeah, in you know, not yeah, too. Yeah, in a lake in <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you can you know you can float. From the Idaho border Love to it. almost downtown on a freaking inner tube. Yeah, you know, I mean, no, that is come so on. fun too. Um, what I hope, what I wish would change. I don't know that I can blame the city for this, but the state, uh, the the the, I don't know what the answer is, but th- we're attracting homeless for a reason. There's mm-hmm. something about what we're doing. You know, you feed a stray cat, it it comes around. I, I'm assuming it's somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I wish we had a better solution for that. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. It's a yeah. it's one of those fucking honestly conundrum types of situations where I feel like a lot of the interstates they just ship them over to the coast, They're like get over there to Washington, California. But and I, 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 don't know like, about that. I, I don't know what to do. I don't. I don't. You know what? Are, what in, are you, in those states, I think they have to work for what they get. Here, you don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're shipping anybody anywhere. Arguably, it was Seattle and Portland were shipping people here was part of the problem yeah. to yeah, start okay. with, you know, and, and Boise at one point, uh, from what I understand. Yeah. I don't know this. I'm just saying no, that of I, course, what yeah. I've been told. But, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those complex situations where and I, I feel, feel like f- everybody has tried to, everybody's had a conversation about it. Right. Everybody's been, like, me and my girlfriend have walked around Frank, Franklin Park, and you see people fucking mm. passed out in the fucking park and ten it up and shit, and you're just like... You know, and that's just my buddy. I, never mind. You know, you, you, but you you were really like, you know, what, so we start to have that conversation and say like, well, what what can you fucking do? And it is like it's a, you know, when you're in a free country where you know it's just a very kind of a weird place where you it, can't force people to get help, but they you know it, they it's need tricky it. Because, you wanna, you know, yeah, how much do you want to just care for them because they need the help, and how much is is it where you're. You're not helping, you're enabling. That's a oh, different thing, right? Bro. And you don't and where does that line live? Yo, it's, it's I, tough. I yeah. used to just smoke weed and live <laughs> off my mom. And like my mom had to just slice it all. She's shink, she said, Nope, I ain't giving you shit. And then I was like, I got and I figured it out. You 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 evolve. I don't know yeah. if that's the thing, but that's that's for that's me as a young person, you. that's what worked for me is what it was like when that source was off, when there was no more um when there was no more of that enablement left, I had to yeah. figure out how to get it on my own. So yeah, that's, a, I feel like that's a constant, I feel like that's a constant thought from everybody. Like I was just downtown. I met, um, Hector Zeroni. Uh, that's the, that's the name of the dude from holes. That's the dude that shoots photography look here. His name's Hector. <laughs> he goes by Hector man. Zeroni. Oh, hold that's on. his Instagram handle. Let me, let me just drop that name. But, <laughs> but he, he was, shooting um just we're talking about shooting some stuff we're downtown we're like oh we smoke a little j real quick we smoke a little j we're chilling and all of a sudden we just hear 
this guy's trying to fucking kill me, dude. <laughs> and we just look over and there's a guy with a fucking, he's got a steel chair and there's another guy pointing and he's got a backpack and we don't know so what. So WWE's in town. This is just, this is just downtown. Golly. This is just what's wow. happening. People wow. are walking by. Did WWE you intervene? What'd you say? Hell no. You said, I don't know. What's... But there's people walking by. They're drawing on shit. They're fucking, they're looking at me. I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> me because i'm trying to enjoy my life and you know i don't know it's an interest it's definitely an interesting dynamic that you get when you go to most cities i feel like and then you know yeah. and it's uh, and, and that's the thing part of it is we're becoming a bigger city it just got out of hand for a bit there and I, yeah and then hopefully it's no i just saw that they're cleaning camp hope up and there was like you know not not many um supposedly like 30 people there yeah they were really it, they're know. shrinking it i drive by it every day and they they move that fence in but this camp. is the and thing as much as i you know we all squawk about camp hope that got most everybody out of downtown for a little bit, yeah. And that, that's at least something. So yeah, well, as long yeah, as, long yeah, as I got time. a place for them. The other thing, too, is that I've learned is that, you know, Spokane has built a lot of, um, they've built a lot of facilities for homeless people to go. Well, and that's a big part of why we have is that we have Catholic charities taking over a good portion of downtown. But then there's a lot of these places. But then there's yeah. a lot of homeless people that won't go. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, you got to come in. But you they'll be, be near sober, it because that's gotta... where they can go get things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, you, me, and my girl, or I, I did a podcast. I interviewed it with somebody else at a podcast that was downtown at the library downtown. And mm -hmm. you just go downtown. You just like I'm gonna walk into the library, and there's just homeless people all in the front of the library and laying inside the library and all. And it, it was yeah. just it's just a weird vibe. It's a very Seattle-esque vibe. Yeah. Like you're in Capitol Hill, Seattle, and you're stepping over. Like you have college girls with like, you know, just stepping over people that are like on heroin. Like with, you're See, just like, this is a weird contrast. And that's what's changed. So I went to Cornish College of the Arts back when it was up on Capitol Hill. And I lived at Harvard and Denny, you know, where the Dicks is on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. yeah I lived a half a block from there. Wow. And we would go up and down. You know, my posse's on Broadway. I literally saw him there yeah. during that time. Uh, Tom me. Skerritt there from, you know, I mean, it was this cool, artsy. It was, you know, granted, I was a kid from Spokane who didn't really know. I, I had an uncle that was gay, but I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. And to go and move into a gay community, that was, that was a culture shock. But... That was what it was. It was this beautiful, fun place, and there were clubs, and, and everybody, you know, the, the patios, and everybody was out and, and about. And now it's people in doorways. It's fucking, and, and there's still, like, that's what's wild is that there's still this party fun yeah, well, thing, yeah. <laughs> but they're just <laughs> but it's all, corporate now. it's almost like people are so desensitized, they're just stepping over the crack. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I mean? We're just like, oh, yeah, he might just don't, he's fine. He's, he's fine. Got, yeah. Like, you just feel bad for the dog. Yeah. You're like, fuck, <laughs> asshole, man, don't have a dog. Come I mean, God, on, man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy that you say that. Like, you just feel bad for the dog. Dog, that's, I feel like we've all felt like that Are, aren't we desensitized <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah what else okay we we dove into that was there is there anything else that you really wish that you would see spokane get better at as far as um supporting theater our city council voted to put a football stadium north of the river that's not downtown they did not increase parking in any way shape or form and they took away all parking for the spokane civic theater that's been there since the 60s community theater here in town. I don't know what the, I don't know the inner politics or any of that, but the people voted to keep the football stadium out two years before. And it was just an advisory vote. So they didn't break any laws or anything, mm -hmm. but five people voted 
to put a football stadium that is can't be great for that theater that's sitting there that has, you know, I think it's all of 45 parking spaces for yeah. a 300-seat theater and a 100-seat theater, which their major benefactors and, and their major patrons are older folks who aren't going to walk two blocks or yeah. three blocks or, or a half mile. So they're so, yeah. getting and pushed. They, and they've, so what it is, the, the arena has 12,000 seats. And spoke, uh, Civic Theater has, I think, 300 and some and 100 downstairs or 90 downstairs, right? And then you've got the podium went in, which that's another 4,000. And then you've got the... The, the podium. Um, now, once that was done, you know, that was okay. That works. But then you you take out the parking lot that was there and create a football stadium there or soccer. It's turning into a, you know, soccer it's, stadium, apparently. But it was supposed to be for high school football. Okay. And I get that. But why didn't we build a parking garage or... You know, they bought the old another piece of land, and it's just going to yeah. be a parking lot, not a so parking it's just garage. Not supporting, uh, yeah. The arts I, I, we, and... we need to support the arts more. That's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, whole thing. no, huge. You know, I, I get tourism, I get all that. That makes absolute sense. But we got to support arts too. And, and I don't. I mean, really, truly. Yeah, I mean, at least giving enough parking spaces to fill the amount of seats that are in the. That's just it. Yeah, you know, and ones that are not three blocks away for a community and encourage, theater. Right? And that's the other thing is encourage people to, to, to come to the civic theater. I mean, mm-hmm. encourage people to come to some of these shows. Like how do you get young people involved in, in some of that younger, in some of that stuff to bring people to, to it, be more engaged in that. Find, finding people who are interested in acting, not as tough. I mean, granted, it, it can be a challenge, but Putting butts in the seats. That's what I'm talking about. The audience. About. And that's, that's what I'm talking deal. about. Yeah. How, do we, how do we get more people excited to put their butts in the seats to watch live well, theater? Well, don't make them walk three blocks to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or a half mile to do it or whatever. I was just totally. going to say, like, three blocks. Like, what? Where like, can the, you park the, three the, blocks from there? The, the, the closest parking will be... So there's the arena parking, and they have. I think they've carved out some of that. I'm not okay, trying to be okay. I'm trying to be too crappy, but I think yeah. I don't... You know, you can't... You, you know, on a hockey night... You need that parking. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Exactly. And the minute you have, you know, a, a hockey game or a concert in a 12,000-seat venue and then a concert then or, or a sports taken. playing, it's, or yeah. it's done, you know. And, and you know, it used to be just even when it was just the arena on a hockey night, we had to hold the curtain for, you know, 10 or 20 minutes sometimes while people got came in because wow. it took forever to park, right? Ah. Uh. No, and you have to hold the show. It's like it's yeah. a whole thing that you're not thinking about that you have to. You know, people aren't here yet. Like, you yeah, know, we want to fill we, these seats. Before I, I we wish start the, the show. different entities that are in control of these things talked better. That's all I'm getting. At. So that when okay. we're planning, now granted, it's all about budget and it's all about money and it's all about. I'm sure there's politics and all kinds of things going on, but uh, you're just asking me for my dream list. My dream list would be let's support the arts and support the sports and support the, you know, yeah. All I think sports, sports are supported. We just need to work on the I arts. Think the, right. The, I mean, the if arts. COVID proved nothing else, it's that um, uh, sports is more important than education because football continued, but classes didn't in yeah. colleges. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think that it's like people don't realize that it's a, such a good outlet for, um, you know, people to indulge in art. Like it's, it's yeah. something, it's almost a, a therapy 
right of people for people to go and and see a show regardless if that's musical or theater mm -hmm. or and we need more of that for people to be able to mediate their feelings because we got some crazy ass motherfuckers out here in spokane okay we need to get in touch people need to get in touch with our feelings man mediate go, their feelings i like that go on go go watch a show <laughs> go watch a go watch a play i feel like uh you know that's something that i haven't done in a long time and i feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast maybe haven't done in a long time go see a a, a live theater performance and i'm a hypocrite arts. because i love doing plays but <laughs> i usually I, I resist going to them but you're a doer that's the thing well, i but, mean you know but i'm but I, you know i should get my butt in the seat too i guess so true. arguably you know same thing yeah. same thing actually because yeah. I, I perform music and uh you know i try to go out and and just put my butt in a seat it, you know yeah metaphorically if you will though we're standing most of the time you know rocking yeah. out but <laughs> i want to i want to support uh you know music and art in this city because uh, this is a very artistic city you know we got people doing graffiti that's with an art artistic artist yeah, yeah artistic <laughs> with literally paintings you're talking theater music podcast yeah go, i mean yeah, that's the thing Pe people talk about that that's my there's the squawk is that in this town's like oh there's nothing to do there's no culture well, go to a first friday i mean there's everywhere all these restaurants and different places putting art up on the walls i mean granted i I'm plugging my own place summit kitchen we try to do first friday every year first friday uh, matter of fact i don't know when this comes out but this next month it'll be peter hardy who yeah one week be, from today okay so he peter hardy will be our artist for june he is the former artistic, or uh, was he technical director, uh, scenery designer for the Civic Theater back, and he, he he's been retired for a few years. Wow! But he's this incredible artist. He's got this stuff he's going to put up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so, but go out and find the art, find it, because there's the difference. We're not Seattle. Seattle, we're not that. But we, I've always said that Spokane's like Seattle, except that we have one instead of five of everything. Yeah, I love that, and it's yeah. a little bit more—it's a little bit more personable and uh, yeah. a little more special. I feel yeah, like nobody, people aren't as angry as much as we're you know griping about stuff here at the end. No, listen, yeah. <laughs> I think that the one of the things that I'm looking for when I'm googling or zillowing, if you will, is uh, I'm looking for a place with friendly people. So mm -hmm, if everybody mm -hmm. out there could just be a little bit nicer to everybody around them, whether they're, you know. Ah, oh, fuck you. You know. I'm, yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. You see, I, like, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's back up a little bit from the New Jersey, the New York, the East Coast. You know, I get telling people the way it is, but, like, let's, let's tap into a little bit of that, you know, Minnesota niceness. Let's all just be a little nice to each other because, honestly, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make the person you're you're interacting with feel better support somebody Let's be a little more canadian don't be canadian that's it <laughs> yeah. don't don't be too with cool to support art either yeah. you know yeah. john thank you so much my brother man, it's an honor my god you guys i'm 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 this freaking is, blown away yeah, i appreciate so it fun man i i I really appreciate you coming here and sharing so many stories. And honestly, we didn't even get to tap into fatherhood, which I was. Okay. So, so here's the thing. I got two daughters. They're the greatest thing in the entire world. I have uh, my oldest daughter graduated Gonzaga law. She is an attorney practicing here in Spokane with a oh. husband who is just the greatest kid in the world. I, I love my son-in-law. He is a goof and he is awesome. And they're both brilliant. Wow. My youngest kid, uh, they're not kids. They're freaking. She's twenty seven. They're, they're adults, but still <laughs> twenty seven. I mean, you know, they're all. Yeah, geez, I hate it when I call them kids too. But uh, my 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 other daughter is uh, going to be a PA by the end of the year. Wow, man! Yeah, what an assistant. Awesome. That is so cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I, cool. I got smart kids. I don't know. Yeah. Proud. I don't know how that very, happened, yeah, you but seem very yeah, proud you did something right. Their mom's pretty bright, so there's that. Yeah. 
Well, you're obviously a, a really good dad. and uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I tried, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, this was more than Give a pleasure to, to to come drink our orange bourbon on the podcast. <laughs> hey. Jim Beam orange. So, yeah. Jim Beam got some the finish, way, I, I, baby. I, I, I'm going to say props to your wife. With the tonic water, that's some tasty stuff. That was no, pretty no, good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that she, was good. You know, she'll, she'll love that. She'll love that. John Goodwin, everybody. It's gone. Look, look at Brennan's upset. <laughs> if you want to, John, if you want, if you want to look at the the camera and tell people where they can find you, where they can, you know, where where they can go. Yeah, this what I want you. is people hunting for me. Oh, you mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Two shows a night. Try the veal. Uh, I'm John Goodwin. Uh, Lost Boys Garage Bar and Grill is uh, our place up north on Wall, just north of Francis, and the Summit Kitchen, which is uh, on Grand, right at 13th, just above St. John's Cathedral, next to the. Mexican restaurant, 13th and Grand. It's 12th. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, right around there. Right? Like find it. Uh, those are our spots. And, and you know, on your, uh, uh, hopefully in, in a movie theater near you soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, what's the name of the movie is? Uh, the new one coming out is Dreamin' Wild. Dreamin' Wild. Yeah. Guys. That's set to release. August I think August 4th, 4th. Casey Affleck, Walton Goggins. Great guy. Uh, 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 Bo Bridges, Zoe Deschanel. I'm forgetting something. John motherfucking Goodwin. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Dougie Dawson. Dougie Dawson here locally. Great yeah. actor. Really? Great guy. Yeah. Okay. Great guy. Yeah. Thank you. So, from my brother. God, it's good. Yeah, thank you. I'm, of I'm course. so honored you guys. Thank yes, you. Everybody, absolutely. check out John, Cody. Thank you, man. Brennan, absolutely. appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I love y'all. Peace. Peace. Yo, I'm just happy to be here Breathing this fresh air Living my best life Even when the shit ain't fair Even when the love ain't there Yo, I'm just happy to be here Smoking some good weed Not thinking what could be I'm just here in the right now Doing me till it's lights out Yo, I'm just happy to be here Yeah, cause I know that shit could be worse So what I spit in these verses Gonna make some history first Show them I'm happy to be here I'm living my best life Yo, you living without fear You wonder what that's like Like a breath of some Fresh air. Yo, I'm just happy to be here. Do you know who the baby is? Okay, so this is a rapper. Big rapper. His name is the baby. And he's just like at his truck and he's just like, yo, and he's just like talking shit. And he's just like, hey, you. And he's just like, and all of a sudden, I'm on his Instagram. I was his driver and his posse's driver for the day, this artist. And, uh, that had to be interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Not a big rapper. He's just a rapper. Yeah. And the guy's whatever. This guy is just, you know. I don't want to go too far. I don't know how big he is or whatever. They're still smoking their uh, grape cigars. Really stinky. And he's just rude as shit to the kid. Yo, baby brother, it's all about love. What the hell, the guy? man? To the kid. He just ignored him until he was getting in his car. And then he... Yo, baby brother, it's all about love. I don't think he was on stage for 20 minutes. It's really stinky. It's really stinky. I've never had less respect for an artist than, than that day with that particular artist. Wow.